Welcome to the Grave Plot Podcast. Alright, welcome again to the Grave Plot Podcast, your one-stop spot for all things horror. I am Skeletoni. And I am Taylor of Terror. Uh, thanks for joining us again, guys. Um, happy to you could be here. How you doing, Taylor? I am doing well. How are you, Tony? Uh, not too bad. Uh, got a, got some shitty news that I'm uh, losing my job at the end of the month, so trying to adjust to that. Yeah, that's a bitch. Yeah. Although I have had um, uh, a couple interviews just like in the few days that I found out that I was losing my job, so that was nice. That's good. Yeah, hopefully something pans out. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, because at this point we've got I've got like two weeks left, so at least you got notice. Yeah, it's 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 weird because I've never had notice before. It's like when I've lost a job, it's like okay, today's your last day. Yeah, like oh okay, thanks. So it, it, it I've noticed it's really hard to keep your like motivation up when you know. You're oh, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm just trying to you know. Keep on trucking. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, so, uh, this is our wrestling edition. Yes. Um, I, I think it was originally going to kind of be our, our St. Patrick's Day show. We were going to um, review both the original Leprechaun movie and then also Leprechaun Origins. Mm-hmm. But then we discovered, hey... They're going to move that back to August. Right. Instead of, you know, St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day, yeah. (laughs) Um, So, in celebration of this being our wrestling edition, uh, we have a special guest with us. Uh, You might know him from... Wait, wait. You got to do it wrestling style. Oh, okay. Coming to the show at this time, from Wrestling with Subtitles and the Wrestling Game, he is Max Zolaski! <laughs> thanks for having me on the show, guys. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. So we really appreciate you being here. Uh, how you doing? Uh, doing great and looking forward to doing the two reviews uh, a little bit later on in the show. Yeah, uh, it should be fun. Um, so I guess to start off with, uh, why don't you uh, tell us a little, about, a little bit about yourself and uh, why don't you kind of talk about what uh, wrestling with subtitles is. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I've been a wrestling fan since I was five or six. You know, I've gotten really into uh, uh, wrestling watching Raw and SmackDown, uh, both WWE products. And uh, when I started going to college, I went to college to become an interpreter for the deaf. And uh, I realized that on WWE DVDs and Blu-rays, they did not have, uh, they did not have any uh, subtitles for the deaf and hard of hearing. So I created, a, uh, I created an online petition uh, for... Called wrestling with subtitles. That's the uh, you know that's the you know moniker or whatnot. And uh, very quickly, I got Dolph Ziggler, who is a WWE superstar, uh, to retweet and mention and everything on Twitter. And uh, I guess that's kind of uh, kind of where it became came big. We uh, 
Oh, me. <laughs> we we got over uh, over 400 followers from just his tweet alone, and it blew up. You know, 200, 300, 400 signatures on the uh, post. Uh, I don't remember what the website is. Oh well, uh, it's a petition site uh, that change dot uh, change dot org. Thank you. Uh, that uh, that got you know a multitude of signatures, and then uh, over the past or from June two thousand thirteen, uh, sorry, June two thousand twelve to June two thousand thirteen, uh, we amassed over two thousand signatures of uh, wrestling people. So wrestlers and wrestling personalities and such, wow. um, as well as uh, you know just regular folks like you and me, uh, to sign the signature or sign the petition to get uh, subtitles on WWE DVDs. And then in May of 2013, I received a <laughs> cease and desist letter uh, because I had a picture of Dolph Ziggler uh, with a photocopied or a photoshopped. Wrestling with subtitles is awesome. Sign on my website. <laughs> so uh, uh, I think he's still up there, but I no longer own the domain, so they can't they can't get to me. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, but thankfully, in June the next month, uh, it was announced that they would start uh, putting subtitles on their DVDs. And while they did not say that I was due to it, there was no news beforehand. So I take that as a win. <laughs> yeah, you definitely should. I mean, I, I, it's funny because that's something you don't – it doesn't seem like something that would necessarily occur to people right away. I mean, because there, there are obviously a lot of DVDs that don't have, like, special features, you know, like a, a subtitle track on them. So, um, yeah, I would definitely count that as a win. Yeah, it was, uh, it was really interesting because when they started, um, the big, the big thing was not that they were ignorant of it, but they weren't, or they, they were ignorant of it. They just didn't, they didn't know that it was a, they didn't know that it was a problem. Um, so thankfully within six months of me knowing, or of them finding out, they promptly fixed it. And TNA, which is another wrestling promotion, kind said, of. Kind of <laughs> that that they would start putting uh, subtitles on their DVDs. Yet they've only released like two since the announcement, mm-hmm. and I haven't seen the subtitles. So they're a whole bunch of liars. <laughs> you heard it first, guys. Yeah, TNA bunch of liars. Yeah, Maggie Martin from TNA, suck it. Oh, he's calling you out. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, uh, do you do you do anything? Uh, like has it been continuing in any form? I mean, what what is wrestling with subtitles now? Um, well, the wrestling with subtitles train kind of stopped. Uh, I was doing something with the PlayStation Network because they also didn't have subtitles on their on their um, on their digital streaming, and then they fixed it uh, like within a month of me trying to do something. So, uh, that kind of died. Uh, my Twitter is really big, uh, which is at Russell subtitle. Uh, I live tweet the, you know, raw SmackDown pay-per-views, all of that. But, um, I really got a lot of help from the game that I help run called the wrestling game.com. Uh, it's a text-based wrestling game that I've been, uh, that I've been working for for about six years, and uh, they really helped. They got me over 500 or 600 signatures over the past 
uh, over the past two months that I had been doing the uh, petition. So with their help, um, I definitely feel that we got a lot more exposure. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm really excited that uh, I'm still working for the wrestlinggame.com and I'm uh, I promote them every chance I get. So. <laughs> Good. Uh, well, you're cool, man. Um, well, yeah. Thanks again for being on the show. So thanks for having me. Yeah. Um. So I guess um, uh, might jump into some horror business. All right. First thing we got for you guys is uh, we talked to you before about. Um, a spinoff of the show Supernatural uh, it's called the Supernatural Tribes um, got a little more news about that um, mainly some, some casting and a more elaborate plot line uh, also a title change uh, it's not no longer called Supernatural Tribes it's called Supernatural Bloodlines and some uh, some cast members are Lucian Laviscourt as Ennis Roth Nathaniel Buzolik as Buzolich. I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, as David Hayden, um, Danielle Savre as Margot Hayden, Melissa Roxburgh as Violet Durant, Sean Ferris as Julian Durant, and Stephen Martinez as Freddie Costa. Um, and so, as far as plot goes, um, it seems like it's it's kind of a story of kind of warring werewolf families. Um, more specifically, it's a sweeping drama about the various mafia-esque monster families no, unknowingly to humans run the underbelly of Chicago and are being tracked by a newly minted hunter who's trying to stop them and rid Chicago of anything or anyone supernatural. Um and as we discussed before, this is actually going to be kind of a backdoor pilot <clears throat> on the original series of Supernatural. And that's going to be, I think it's something like episode 22 on April 29th. So, um, I'm, I don't know. I don't know what to think of this. The idea of like the monster families being like the mafia is yeah. somewhat interesting. A little bit, yeah. But it's, it does sound, I don't know, a little cornball. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about this this hunter. And, you know, as, as we all know, it's Dean and Sam Winchester are both hunters. Um, and so there's sounds like there's going to be a single main hunter in this show. But to, to show that the, the, the show's basically going to be about these monster families, I guess I was wrong, not necessarily werewolves, but monster families, um, that they seem to be kind of like the main characters. So I'm wondering who is supposed to be our protagonist here. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. Max, do you watch Supernatural? Um, <clears throat> I don't, but I can say that what I want to see is I want to see a vampire with a Tommy gun. <laughs> <laughs> In like a suit with the big shoulder pads yeah. and a fedora. <laughs> <laughs> you came to the wrong town. <laughs> Driving like an old Model T, hanging out the windows. I'm sure. <laughs> You'll never catch me. Um, yeah, I mean, like as I, as I discussed before, I'm I'm a big fan of Supernatural, um, and I don't know. I 
I don't know if I'm sold on this. Like, I, I want to say that I'll like it, and, you know, I I will probably watch at least one or two episodes. <clears throat> um, but beyond that, I don't really know what to think. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've never really watched... Like, I think I've seen maybe, maybe two episodes of Supernatural, so I don't really have a right. gauge. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I understand the concept. Um, like you said, it, the, the concept of there being essentially rival gangs for all intents and purposes. Um, that sounds interesting, the fact that they're making those into like these monster families. But um, like I mentioned before, just they're not appearing to be like a clear protagonist in it, I, I don't really know who to who to root for. I guess um, I don't know. I, I I gotta assume they'll probably make that a little more clear when the when the show actually premieres. Yeah, um, it does make me a little curious how they're gonna fit this into the original series. I, I'm thinking it's probably gonna have the hunter somehow will be the the horseshoe. Probably, um, I know. Throughout the series, Sam and Dean have um, either teamed up or encountered other hunters. So I, I can imagine that might be. Yeah, that sounds a, the most likely. Yeah. So. So yeah, I guess that's a possibility. But um, again, this uh, backdoor pilot is going to be on April 29th in and uh, Supernatural airs. I believe it's Tuesdays at eight or nine o'clock. Uh, Check your local listings. So uh, if we know the backdoor pilot is April 29th. Do we know when the show itself is actually going to air? I would have to theorize probably next season. Okay. Because that's kind of what, I mean, Supernatural's on CW, and that's what CW is doing with the Flash series. Oh, uh, okay. Um, they already did. They said they weren't going to do a backdoor pilot on Arrow, but they kind of did. <laughs> so, um, And that was probably, I'd say, over a month ago when they did that. Um, but, like, the Flash series itself isn't going to start until the next fall season, so... Oh, okay. So, yeah, probably that then. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I said, April 29th. Uh, I know it's Tuesdays, 8 or 9 o'clock. You, know, you have to check yourself to figure, exa- figure out exactly when, but uh, if this sounds interesting to you, check it out. Uh, last episode, we told you about Constantine, the new series based on the comic book, not on the Keanu Reeves movie. And that, Thank Christ. Uh, and that Matt Ryan was going to be playing John Constantine. And we now know that Harold Perrineau, maybe? Yeah, sure. Uh, who you might recognize from Lost or Sons of Anarchy, he is going to be playing Manny, who is an authoritative angel assigned to watch over Constantine. Uh, Lucy Griffiths, who is from True Blood, is going to be playing Liv, an offbeat young lady who finds herself teamed up with Constantine after she's marked for death by a powerful demon. And Charles Halford, 
who is from True Detective, will be playing Chaz, Constantine's oldest friend and staunch companion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I, you know, I, I know the general premise of Constantine, uh, and obviously I've seen the Keanu Reeves movie, but I don't know the finer details of Hellblazer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know that these are characters in, in the comic. Um, but I don't know. It, it, it sounds a little like supernatural to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause obviously- it also, it kind of reminds me like just from some of these descriptions kind of reminds me of dogma a little bit. Yeah. Um, in that like, well, like to relate it to supernatural, obviously John Constantine. He's not necessarily a hunter like the Winchesters, but he is. He doesn't so, focus so much on monsters. He does more like, um, like supernatural demons. D- demon, yeah. Thank you. Um, and but. Then, similar to Supernatural, he has an angel that's kind of a, almost like a companion a little bit, kind of watches over him, kind of a marshal a little bit, same thing on Supernatural. Um, and, yeah, and this, this character, Chaz, is, do you know if that's who Shia LaBeouf played on the movie? Uh, I'm not sure, I don't really remember his name. Oh, uh, well, here. Let me look it up real quick. Um, while Tony's doing that, I'll let you guys know that there's also a little interesting thing. A big character feature of John Constantine is that he smokes. Like a chimney. And apparently NBC does not want that in the show. Which is... It's stupid. And yes, it was Chaz, so... Yeah, we know. Okay. But what's really interesting is they, they released the first promo photo of Matt Ryan as John Constantine and while he he doesn't have a cigarette there's smoke all around him yeah um maybe he'll smoke an e-cig <laughs> <laughs> maybe um I, they should just go the other way with it and just have him smoke weed all the time <laughs> but weed isn't legal in New York they already tried that with Keanu Reeves I am oh. John Constantine. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> 69. <laughs> um, yeah, like, this, I understand the war on cigarettes and smoking. I Do you, smoker? Fuck you. <laughs> I, I swore to my fiance I quit smoking before our wedding, so... I've got a few more months. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, I, I fully understand, and I'm actually, I support the kind of the war on cigarettes, in particular, like marketing to children, things like that. They're, they're, it's awful. But something like a, a, a character feature to where he, like he's a chain smoker, it's, it's kind of part of his personality. Even um, Keanu Reeves in the movie, smoking all the time. Like, he always had a cigarette in his mouth. And that's what the character's like. And so, for them to 
eliminate that. It just—it seems stupid. It seems petty. Maybe they'll give him one of those candy cigarettes that you blow into and they shoot out the little puff. <laughs> they just takes a bite out of it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, those things always taste like chalk. Yeah, they're terrible. <laughs> Maybe it'll look like he's smoking, then he'll like pull it out of his mouth and it'll be a lollipop. <laughs> um, one of those candy cigarettes, they sell a lot of novelty ones. I used to work at Archie McPhee. I'm sure you've probably seen them. Oh, yeah. The packages say, uh, just like dad. <laughs> um, but. I learned it from watching you! <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you mentioned that they released a picture of Matt Ryan in character. Yeah. Um, he, he looked like Constantine, which was nice because, I mean, he's got like the tan trench coat and the black suit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a red tie and blonde hair. <laughs> Um, as opposed to Keanu Reeves, where he was basically all wearing all black, any black hair, uh, so he really looked nothing like Constantine. Yeah. Um, but Matt Ryan, he's not quite as like grizzled yeah. as, as the character. And if you look at pictures of the comic book character, he he looks like he's had a rough time. <laughs> and Matt Ryan, he looks more like he's just lazy. <laughs> like it's like, uh, you know what? I'm not gonna shave today. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> That kind of thing. Um, so, but uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm still interested in this. I mean, obviously they haven't talked about the plot very much, but just see him in character looks good, and these characters they sound pretty good. I mean, like I mentioned before that uh, the character of Chaz in in the comics, I know that he is actually an old man and even this guy Charles Halford who plays him he's looks like he's in his mid 30s late 30s maybe yeah looks like he's 34 okay yeah um so they still didn't quite get that part right but uh so yeah anything else to add that's all I got okay although I, I wonder how many people are gonna watch it and like be comparing it to the to the movie, they'll be like, "This is fucking nothing like it." I, I can I can see. You know, that. there's going to be some. Oh sure, yeah, I can definitely see that happening. He's not smoking. <laughs> <laughs> this is horse shit. I thought Constantine was Hawaiian. <laughs> um, I was going to say something, but no, I don't remember. Must not have been important. I guess. Fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. Uh, so that's it. So we've mentioned before a couple times now the movie Hellions um, by the the director of um, Pontypool. Uh, it's, it's a movie that I... I believe they've wrapped on it already. I don't. I don't think they're filming anymore. I think you're right. Yeah, um, but we did mention before that they are running a short film competition uh, to where I believe it's supposed to be like less than two minutes, uh, and it had to feature the theme of red. Really non-specific. It just had to have a red theme, be it like a use of blood 
or maybe you've got like I don't know, like a black and white scene, but one thing is red, something. Um, a red flare. <laughs> Woo! Not Rick Flair. Oh. <laughs> yeah, get your head out of your ass. Um, so, uh, the the voting has opened. They've re- they they've cut off entries. You can't enter anymore. Now it's down to voting. Um, and it's going to be kind of a, a tournament-style voting um, to where they'll have daily winners just based on viewer votes. Um, and each winner will advance to the next round. So it's kind of like a, like a, you know, like a tournament bracket type thing uh, until they get down to the final round. Um, so it'll be daily, daily winners go to the semifinals, weekly winners uh or sorry, weekly semifinal winners will advance to the finals. And the final round will be juried by the uh, director, uh, Bruce McDonald, um, and Ru- the rumor publisher, Rodrigo Gudino, Gudino um, and also Hobo, the shotgun director, Jason Eisner. Who is, he's like a producer or something on it, isn't he? Is Eisner? he? I don't know. I believe he's involved in some way. Oh, okay. Either as a producer or... Assistant director or something. Well, that would make sense. I mean, obviously, Rue Morgue is... It would be the same as like having like a Fangoria publisher right. or something. Um, but to have another director on there for seemingly no reason, he must be involved in some way. Yeah, I believe he's a producer. Yeah, okay. Um, and then, the, as we explained before, the winning entry will actually be featured in Hellions. I believe there's... Um, some. Uh, there's a scene within the movie where there is a TV that's on. And the short film will appear on screen, on on that TV screen, uh, playing. And then there uh, is also the potential for it to go on to have a theatrical screening before the premiere of Hellions. Um, and then it'll also be a, a special feature on the DVD. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, obviously you can't enter anymore, but... Um, really encourage you guys to uh, go vote. Uh, I believe the website is hellionsmovie.com. Yeah, I believe so. Um, and like I said, it's, it's going to be a, a daily voting thing until they until they get to... Well, no, I guess it will be a daily voting and then at, I assume at the end of each week there'll be a semifinal round. Right. Uh, unless they do it all at once. I don't know. But... Um, obviously this is kind of more of an an honor to be featured in in the movie but I wonder if they're going to if the winning director is going to get any kind of uh, you know monetary <laughs> reward I doubt it yeah I mean because they'll be it'll be on the DVD and the people involved with the film Hellions, I mean, they'll be getting some money from that, but I, I, I kind of doubt the winning director will. I'm sure there was some kind of fine print that was like, you hand over all rights to residuals or anything to... Yeah, I suppose that could be. And we did not enter. I know we had we had briefly discussed if we wanted to make a video, we, we did not. There's just no time. Yeah. If we already had like an idea, then maybe, but there's no time to do it. So kudos to you that do, or did. 
and good luck. Good night. Godspeed. <laughs> Anything to add, Max? Uh, no, I think I think that when uh, TV shows or movies uh, do that, where they bring in the fans of a certain genre and be like, "Hey, you can you can be in our movie if you you know if you win." I think that's a great piece of marketing, and I think it's very valuable to um, uh, all all companies involved. That is that's a good point. Yeah, because um, obviously you get people like us <laughs> to. Uh, talk about it and then you got all the entrance you know it's like hey go see this movie you know uh, or you know go to go to this website and, and vote for me or you know go see this movie i'm in it so yeah you, you make a good point it's it's all marketing it's pretty clever yeah sneaky, sneaky. it's a way, a way to get people to pay attention to it yeah for sure um yeah So many of you may be familiar with the video game The Last of Us. Uh, I personally have not played it. Tony, nor, have you played it? Nor I. No. Max, have you played it? Um, I played a demo uh, before it was released, so I got a good 10 or 15 minutes with it. Well, you got 10 or 15 minutes more than Tony or I. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you want to give us a brief synopsis about what it's about? Uh, what I got from, from playing the demo was that <clears throat> uh, this guy, Joel, I believe... He and I don't think it's his daughter. I think it's just some girl he meets up with uh, are trying to get back some semblance of a normal life after a epidemic, most likely a zombie ep- epidemic. Um, but to my, I'm really a bad Sony person. Like I, I love Sony to death, but I never played it. And now that I don't have a PS3, I don't think I will. But uh, um, I know that it won a multitude of awards and um, it's being praised as the best game in the past 10 years. So it being adapted into a movie, uh, you know, it's part, you know, part of the course. It's a, it's a little troublesome, too, I think, because we know the history with video game movies. Just as long... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, just as long as Uwe Bowl is not attached <laughs> yeah. to it, it might stand a chance. For sure. Um, well, yeah, it is being adapted into a movie, being written by Neil Druckmann. Um, are you familiar with him? Um, Any idea if he's done anything of him, note? Him doesn't sound familiar. I can look him up. No, he's right, not Uwe Bowl, so. <laughs> he's got that going for him. <laughs> not that it matters, but I believe it's pronounced uh, Uwe. Uwe. Again, not that it matters. <laughs> Um, Neil Druckmann is writer and director known for The Last of Us, Uncharted 2, and Uncharted Drake's Fortune. So it looks like he, he writes the stories for video games. Oh, particularly okay. well, now he's writing the screenplay. Uh, it's being distributed by Screen Gems and produced by Ghost House Pictures, which is exciting because if you don't know, Ghost House Pictures is Sam Raimi's production company. Right, which it, it shines a little bit of light on it, I think. Yeah. Although "Drag Me to Hell" was doo-doo. was a thing, <laughs> a thing but not the thing. thing. That <laughs> um, yeah, that, eh, we're not going to go into that. No, it's, it's too much. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
But, I mean, aside from what Max told us, basically the rich and visceral story of The Last of Us follows hardened survivor Joel and Ellie, a young and capable girl, on their journey through a radically transformed world. Set 20 years after an infectious pandemic spread by the cordyceps virus ravaged the course of humanity, these two people, who are brought together by chance, must make life-altering decisions in order to survive... Period. (laughs) (laughs) The Last of Us explores themes of survival, loyalty, love, and redemption in an emotionally charged expedition across the post-epidemic United States. That's the official synopsis for the movie, not for the game. Right. Oh, wait. Oh, for the movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, like, it, it, something that I thought and Max had mentioned briefly that I, it seemed to me like it was kind of a zombie game. That's the impression I got, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously this is just coming off of, like, what I've seen in commercials and, and things of that nature. Um, but, I don't know, I mean, it, it, this doesn't appear to mention zombies or cannibalistic survivors or anything like that so that's true it just mentions a virus yeah um so much like uh 28 days later kind of virus could be or it could be just like um like outbreak where just the virus has just killed off everyone and they're just Mm -hmm. you know all by themselves trying to survive yeah or have you seen the movie the road i've not seen it no okay i'm familiar with it but uh, it's yeah. WWE Studios, is it not? I think it was. Was it? Snap. Oh. Tie-in! Woo! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, it has... Um, what's his face? Vigo! I, I know who you're talking about. I can't think of his name, though. He's Vigo Mortensen. Vigo Mortensen. Oh, I thought you meant the guy who said that in Ghostbusters 2. No. <laughs> <laughs> he is Vigo! Yeah, he's playing Joel. <laughs> Or no, we're talking about the road. I forgot. Um, but no, it had Viggo Mortensen. Um, and basically it was post-apocalyptic um, movie where this guy's traveling with his son. And um, it, it, it almost makes you think it's going to be like a zombie movie, like a post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic zombie movie. There aren't any zombies. I, if I remember correctly, there are like cannibals, you know, people that have just reverted to savagery. Um, but almost the entire human population is wiped out. Um, so it, it, it almost sounds just from this description, it sounds like somewhat similar, kind of yeah. Same, yeah. Um, with the obviously, like I said, the um, no mention of. Zombies or other other survivors or anything. So, yeah, it just says that the virus ravaged the course of humanity. We don't really know what that means. If it killed everybody off, or turned them into zombies, or something else, or mm-hmm. what exactly? Or worse, TNA fans. Oh, hey. <laughs> there's there's none of those. Oh, <laughs> those don't exist. Wait, TNA <laughs> fans. What? <laughs> um, it's funny that you mentioned. Like who would be playing Joel? Like, well, there's no casting choices yet. Uh, when the when the game first came out, Ellen Page actually accused the developers of stealing her likeness for Ellie. That's stupid. I don't see it at all. Really? No, oh, I totally do. I see. I see a girl with a pulled back with pulled back hair and dresses like a boy. That's, I, I I totally see a resemblance to Ellen Page. I, I mean, I guess if I wanted to see it, I could. 
I, I thought that before I even learned about this, actually. Really? Yeah, like I saw a picture bef- and, um, you know, I thought, hey, that looks like Ellen Page. And then, like, I was Googling, like, casting choices and that came up. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, will Ellen Page finally get cast as Ellie after accusing developers of stealing her likeness? I kind of doubt it. Probably, yeah, they'll probably just not just to stick it to her. Yeah, I mean, I imagine if they probably came to some kind of terms, kind of like, uh, like Sam Jackson and, um, Marvel. Marvel, where he, they, they wanted him to, they wanted to use his likeness to be Nick Fury in the Ultimate Universe. And instead of saying, telling them no, he said, okay, that's fine, but if, when you make movies, I'm playing Nick Fury. Yeah. And they said, yeah, sure, absolutely. So, I don't think they were as amicable uh, with, um, oh, whatever company produced the game. I don't know what it is. That would be Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog? Yeah. Um, But an interesting note on this is that Ellen Page uh, was used in a video game called Left Behind that uh, uh, included incredible facial animation where her likeness and her voice and everything was already in it. So the the developer Naughty Dog might have seen the 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 work that they were doing before Left Behind came out, and might have pulled some you know some uh, instances from her from her facial features. So mm-hmm. it's very easy to see, but I don't I don't think that they pulled it directly from her. Yeah, I, I'm the same boat. I mean, are you telling me they made a video game based on the Kirk Cameron Rapture movie? Oh no. <laughs> Good grief. That's a horror movie all on its own. Um, yeah, I, I don't see it at all. I mean, I, I, th- I thought that whole thing was just... St- it was like... It was just as dumb as Lindsay Lohan. Now that was ridiculous. It's like, please, you haven't looked that good in 10 years. That is clearly Kate Upton. It, it, I don't... I don't think it looks like Kate Upton, but it looks more like Kate Upton than it does Lindsay Lohan. It definitely does not look like Lindsay Lohan. And I don't mean that... It's, I. I said Lindsay Lohan hasn't looked that good in 10 years. That would make her probably about 15 years old. <laughs> I didn't mean that. <laughs> okay, Statch. <laughs> what about for Joel? Who do you think could play Joel? Um, well, let me see. Let me pull up the picture of him real quick. Um, my first thought, Gerard Butler. Jetty? Jetty. Jetty Butler. Or um, Josh Brolin. Brolin looks a lot more like him, but I think that Gerard Butler could do a better job. I, I I could I could see either one of them. I think I might lean more towards Butler, just because I don't know facial structure. I guess got more of a round head as opposed to uh, Josh Brolin, who's he's got more of a oblong head but just just their face <laughs> pretty sure that's an insult oblong head I have an oblong head you have an oblong head you who are you calling an oblong head, head. <laughs> that's racist <laughs> um, no. I, you don't see it either I don't see it either he doesn't see the Ellen Page thing either I, yeah. I'm looking at a side by side it I, I think I think you're seeing it because you want to see it. Like I said, I saw it before I even Susan knew. Susan Lesby and Taylor 
It's not going to happen. <laughs> and the girl's like 16 in the yeah, game. Yeah, she's a little so baby girl. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I see a girl who has the same hair and same style as Ellen Page. That's it. I don't see the looks at all. I think she would be a decent casting choice, though. Now, if Ellie comes out as a lesbian, then, I mean... <laughs> oh, so Max is going to typecast her now. He's going to put her in a box. Hey, no, no pun intended. <laughs> um, oh, I did not think about that before I said it. <laughs> but since it's out there, yeah, that's what I meant to say. I meant it as a pun. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think... Obviously, you're going to have to go for someone much younger because she's, like, 20-something. 20, 20 yeah. Um, I mean, she played a 16-year-old in Juno when she was 20, 20, 21 then. Was she that old? I think so. Hmm. Well, I, I mean, she look, she's much older now. I mean, Juno was several years ago. Yeah. But, um, no, I think I think you're going to have to go for someone younger. Um and I don't know. I I don't like Ellen Page. I, so tell I, us, Statch, who are the uh, the hot underage actresses? Fuck you! <laughs> I don't look at little girls. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, I, I I don't like Ellen Page. I don't. I'm I don't like her as an actress. I don't know. <laughs> I think she. I think she's like Chris Nolan likes her, and that's good enough for me. That's all I need. <laughs> uh, she, th- I mean, the first time I saw her was in Juno, and I hate that character, and I don't like that movie at all. And then she's played like the same character in every movie since. She's she's like Inception, huh? Inception, yeah. She. You think she played Juno in Inception? Yes. You're daft. I'm having a baby in another dimension. <laughs> I'm having a baby, and the baby's having a baby. <laughs> baby baby session. <laughs> we must go deeper. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, no deeper. You're going to poke the baby's head. <laughs> Golf ball head. Um, the baby's in there, and my dick's just like right in his face. <laughs> uh Suck my dick, baby. No! <laughs> Hold on. We just found the line. <laughs> and it's behind Max. <laughs> oh, Christ. Okay, I think we've spent way too much time on this. I was just going to say that. Okay, let's move on to the next thing. So, the last couple episodes, we've mentioned something about I Zombie. Uh, that's what zombies that's sound what like. That's what a good Very zombie good. would sound like. Yeah, that's a, a zombie's reaction to this this show. Yeah. Oh, it's a show. It's not going to be a movie. No, this is a, this is a TV show. Oh, good grief! On what network is this on? Do you remember? CW. CW. Where TV shows go to die. <laughs> Um. So the 
they cast the lead role. Uh, the lead, lead character of Olivia, or Liv Moore, who takes a job in the coroner's office to gain access to the brains she must reluctantly eat to maintain her humanity. This is the stupidest fucking premise I've ever heard of. Thank have, you. Have you ever heard? Of, have you heard about this before? No. Okay. Yeah. Apparently, it's based on a comic. Wow, that comic's stupid. Um, <laughs> um, with each brain she consumes, she inherits the corpse memories. So she eats their brains to gain their knowledge. Right, and then she helps the police solve crimes. Yeah, it's a crime procedural. Yeah, it's not even like a comedy. Fuck. It's actually going to be a serious show, as far as I can tell. Like Tony said, it's a crime procedural where she helps police solve crimes by eating people's brains and gaining their memories. So So it's it's like medium with a zombie. Right. This is stupid. There's a a CBS show where this... um, she was like an ex-cop, I think. She had an uh, eidetic memory? Is that what it is? I have no idea what that means. Where you, you remember everything. Photographic memory? No. Oh, fuck. You're fucking useless. This show is being created by Rob Thomas. I don't care what anybody says. Matchbox 20 kicks ass. Matchbox 20? Ugh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Wait, is it the same dude? No. <laughs> <laughs> Good no. grief. Um, this Rob Thomas is the creator of Veronica Mars. Mm. and uh, Which we all know sucked. Even, they're, they're making a movie. Apparently there was a call for that. Yeah, I was really surprised when I, I found that out. Apparently it's already out. Is our, it? Our co-worker's going and seeing it right now. Who? Zach. So Zach is his, his girlfriend. Is oh, okay. <laughs> that makes more sense. Uh, so the, the point of this, why we even <laughs> mention this at all, is the cast the lead. Um, the Olivia or Liv is going to be played by Rose McIver, who you may have known, or you may have seen her in Once Upon a Time. She played Tinkerbell. Um, oh, okay. Do you watch that? I've I've seen a handful of episodes because okay. my girlfriend watches it. Ah, okay. I, I I like it. I felt kind of stupid at first because it seemed like I mean a show called Once Upon a Time. It's kind of girly, a little. a little bit. I mean, it's it's has its moments. But. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she played Tinkerbell once upon a time. She's she's in Masters of Sex. I don't know if she's a main character. I've never watched the show. Me neither. Um, all I know is that Lizzie Kaplan gets naked. Does she? Yeah. We must watch this at once. <laughs> Pause. Bring it to me. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we know this show sounds stupid. I don't recommend watching it. Because if you don't watch it, they'll take it off the air. Of course, it is CW, and I just heard they're just now canceling Beauty and the Beast after, like, four seasons. There's a Beauty and the Beast TV show? Yeah. I honestly had no idea. It has, it has a Kristen Crook in it from Smallville. Um, and uh, I, I think, like, the Beast, he has, like, some kind of deformity. He's not, like, a monster. I never watched it. But it looked fucking stupid. But it's been on for like four years, and they're just now canceling it. So maybe even if you don't watch this dumb fucking show, it'll still run it for like four seasons. CW's gonna be like, we need content. Just leave it. <laughs> They'll give it the old college try for four seasons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Christ. But the the less you watch it, the faster it'll be off the air. 
hopefully. So, Disney is... uh, Something you don't expect to hear on a horror podcast. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Disney is remaking Something Wicked This Way Comes. Uh, It's being written and directed by Seth Graham Smith, who we tried to talk about last episode for something, but I couldn't remember his name. He was writing something else. Um, Beetlejuice. Yes. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice 2. I said it three times. Oh, we now we said it four times. (laughs) You are fucked. Um, that was going to be ten feet tall. Way to go, asshole. <laughs> Wait, is that a thing? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, anyway, Seth Graham Smith, who wrote Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, and he wrote the screenplay for Dark Shadows and Abe Lincoln Vampire Hunter, he's going to be writing and directing a new version of Something Wicked This Way Comes, and it will be the first movie he's ever directed. Which could be cool. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he knows what he's doing when he's writing. Uh, I, I mentioned before, I wasn't a big fan of Dark Shadows. Right. But it wasn't terrible. I think it was mostly... Um, I think it was mostly direction, actually. Ooh. I know. Ooh. I know. It was a Tim Burton movie. But honestly, I think the the direction was, was the problem. Because if you've ever seen Dark Shadows, the show, it's not a comedy whatsoever. It's It's like a vampire soap opera. It was kind of like a 1960s, 1970s Vampire Diaries, except it didn't suck. Well, no, it sucked. But Is that a vampire pun? Yo. Ah. It is now. <laughs> I meant to say that. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't a comedy. The movie was. Did you see it? No. Oh, okay. Um, how about you? Uh, it was on in the background. My girlfriend likes Tim Burton. Oh, okay. Uh, it, it had that Burton-esque look and feel to it. With Johnny Depp? No. <laughs> That's uh, the only time they've worked together, right? <laughs> first time, yeah. First time, I think. Um, it, uh, I don't know. Just that look didn't mesh well, I don't think. Um, yeah, I, that, that that was my biggest gripe with it. Like I said, it wasn't a terrible movie, but it wasn't that great. It just didn't fit with your preconceived notions of what Dark Shadows was. Somewhat. Yes, but you made that sound like bad. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it made it sound like I was like a racist or something. <laughs> Should have been called Light Shadows. <laughs> he said it, not me. <laughs> um... So, uh, the, the original Something Wicked This Way comes uh, came out in 1983, which a little before my time, but I remember watching Fuck it. off, Tony! <laughs> <sighs> I was negative eight. Fuck you, Max! <laughs> Taylor, you're old. Max is an infant. Um, and I, but I, I did watch it when I was a kid. I mean, even though it came out before I was born. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
technically, it came out before I was born because it came out in April, and I was born in July. So, God, you're old. <laughs> now you're splitting hairs. The very few he has left. Hey, <laughs> at least I still have a full head of hair. Fuck you, Taylor. <laughs> Um. <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to mention this earlier, and I completely forgot. But speaking of hairs, this is quite the trio of beards we have going. It's, it's very impressive. Yeah. Anyways, back to something wicked this way comes. Right. Um, you want to give us a quick a quick synopsis? Since I think you're the only one that's seen it. Oh, you haven't seen it? Uh, you know, I think I did, but I was so young that I really don't remember anything about it. Oh, okay. Back in um, the mid '80s. Uh. Well, basically, there, there's there's a, a kid who visits a um, carnival, um, and he the, the, the carnival owner, the, the the lead leader of the carnival, he Mr. Dark, yes, Mr. Dark, he he grants wishes to for people to kind of live out their ultimate fantasies. Um, but they, in turn, kind of become slaves to the carnival. Um, and I, I believe he... No, never mind, sorry. Um, so that's kind of the basic premise of it. Um, the, the, the young boy uh, is Jim, and he lives with his grandfather. God, it's been so long since I've seen this. Um, and yeah, so just throughout the movie, and this is actually based on a novel. Right, it's a Ray Bradbury novel. Right, right. Um, and so I, I know, I've, and I've heard before that the movie actually, because the book is so expansive, there's so much to it. It's kind of like, like we mentioned before about converting like a Stephen King novel to a film. There, there's just so much that you can't have it all. And so I've heard before that there was actually a lot left out of the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Ray Bradbury actually wrote the, the screenplay for the original. Did he? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's the basic plot of it. Uh, Mr. Dark was played by Jonathan Price. Mm-hmm. You should mention that. I know, remember him from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Um, he played uh, Governor Governor something. Swan. Governor Swan. Yeah, there you go. Swan. I literally just watched all four like last weekend. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was... Um, uh, uh, no, I forget her name. Um, Kira Knightley. Thank you. Kira Knightley he was her, her father in the movie. Yeah, she was Elizabeth Swan, so. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's basically what the movie's about. And I, I've heard that in making this new movie that there's uh, a potential and a likelihood that they're going to try to maybe change it a little bit to include more things that weren't in the original film but were in the novel and kind of hmm. s- swap things out a little bit. Um, Interesting. I really remember enjoying the movie when I was a kid. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's it's very popular. Yeah. 
and, well, I, I know that now. Uh, I mean, as 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 early as just a few years ago, I had no idea that anybody else even knew what it was. <laughs> um, so I remember going to my, my grandma's house when I was a kid and watching it like every time I went over there. But <laughs> I can remember uh, I was in I was in second grade when I first saw it. And uh, I went to school on on a Monday, and every Monday we had to write down what we did that weekend. And um, so I'm writing, I went to my grandma's and I watched Something Wicked This Way Comes. And my teacher corrected me. <laughs> she, she, you know, she, she would, it was basically to check our handwriting and our spelling. She corrected you for something wicked this way comes? Yeah. She handed it back and she crossed it out and wrote, comes this way. <laughs> and I was, I remember being so mad. I'm like, no, that's not what it's fucking called. You should have put it in quotes or something. I didn't, I didn't know that. Well, yeah. I'm like, what, seven years old? Well, so this should be interesting. I like Seth Graham Smith. Um, yeah. I, I like his style. It'll be interesting to see how he does as a director. Mm-hmm. And how how well he can convey that style? Yeah, because um, I, I mean, obviously, a lot of writers will ev- eventually make the jump to directing. I mean, there are a lot of writer directors, you know, people that are probably more more director than writer. Yeah, but there are writers they make the jump to being a director, and sometimes they kind of miss the mark. Yeah, a little bit, and. It's just it's just like anything you need, you need practice I guess, but it'll be interesting to see if because he is kind of a seasoned writer at this point if that he if he like you said if he can control the the movie and convey his vision a little bit because I I feel like movies that are written by the director are, are or you know they have the same writer and director they're a little a little more interesting I think because. They've got the the writer in control of how the movie comes out, rather than having a writer have one vision and then having a director have another vision. Right. Um, which tends can be a, a good example of just how things can be interpreted. But um, while we're on the subject of Seth Graham Smith, do you know where the Pride and Prejudice and Zombies movie is at? I have no idea. It just kind of they just stopped talking about it. I know they have a director and they have a lead. But I don't. I don't know if it's moving ahead or not. Who wasn't the lead? It was like Anne Hathaway or Natalie Portman or something. It was Natalie Portman, but she has dropped out. No, oh, okay. it's Lily Collins now. Lily Collins. I know her from something. Um, let's take a look at her page here. She doesn't look familiar to me. Uh, she was in The Blind Side, Mirror, Mirror, Priest. That was a terrible movie. Which no, one? It was Priest. a terrible movie. She played Lucy in Priest. Mm. I didn't pay enough attention to it. <laughs> she played Snow White in Mirror Mirror. I don't. I don't think I saw Mirror Mirror. She's pretty and kind of looks like Anne Hathaway a little bit. Well, there if you, you go. cut off her hair. Yeah, she has very long hair. She's from the UK. Lily Collins. Yes, I, I should look her up myself. Is it one L? Yeah. Oh, and she was in that Mortal Instruments. That oh, stupid, like, Twilight. Okay. 
Yeah, rip yeah, off yeah. looking bullshit. Yeah, she's pretty. I don't remember her in Blindside though. I only saw it once. I don't know. Maybe it was a small character. But yeah, she's she's set to play the lead in it, and then it's supposed to be directed by uh, Burr Collins or or Burr somebody, somebody else I'd never heard of. Burr Steers. Burr Steers. Which right. like <laughs> that's a person's name. Like, I see that this is listed as a short. On oh IMDb. yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I wonder, wonder what that's about. Because I mean, it, it's. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, it's a full novel. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's Pride and Prejudice, just with, like, extra parts in it. It's zombies. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, that, that's Hence the, the name. Yeah, that's the and zombies part. <laughs> um, I wonder yeah, if that's I w- accurate. I wonder if that's, like, they, they couldn't get it into a feature, and so they're now just making it into a short. Could be. I don't know. That's something to keep an eye on, I guess. Yeah. I mean, this IMDb has it listed as 2015, so I guess we have a year to find out. Alright, so we got uh, two more little pieces of news. More wrestling themed. In the, these two are, are wrestling themed, so we're, we're moving into the, the wrestling part of it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first is, we, we talked earlier about the movie Leprechaun Origins, which is, I think the term they use is a pre-make? It's the, the term they use for the thing. Kind of a uh, prequel slash remake. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's a real word, Tony. They use that. Oh. Leave it to WWE to make something up. No, hey, it wasn't that. Fuck you, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> they, that's the word they used for the thing. Was they actually used that word? Yeah. Fuck. But that's, anyways, uh, Hornswoggle. That's not a thing. Hornswoggle? No. He's a human being, Tony. <laughs> Just because he's a midget doesn't mean he's not a Whoa, player. whoa. Hey, now. You can't say that word. That's as bad as the N-word. No, because you're saying midget. <laughs> No, you're saying midget. <laughs> you just said it. Oh. <laughs> oh, where the fuck were we? Uh, Hornswoggle, who is playing the leprechaun, uh, announced via YouTube that on St. Patrick's Day, which is this coming Monday for us, this past Monday for you, uh, they're going to have a special sneak peek at the leprechaun. So you could say that it's a short preview? Oh! Midget preview? (laughs) Midget view? What? I don't know. I'm trying to make up pre-make words. (laughs) Because apparently there's money in that. Um... Where is this pre- the preview going to be? Is it going to be on YouTube or... Um, I believe they... I think... You go to the WWE Studios Twitter page. So it's at WWE Studios. And I think they'll post some kind of link. All right. Like we said, this was originally supposed to come out February 28th. And we was, had was it that early? I yeah, thought it was sometime it, it in It was February 28th. Okay. But wow. it, it had been pushed back to August, and so now we're getting this, this sneak peek for St. Patrick's Day. Um, um, I mean, the only reason I was really excited to see this is because I was... Anticipating being mad at it, 
<laughs> Pretty sure that's a hate crime. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, like Warwick Davis, are pretty pissed off about it. Yeah. Because Warwick mean, Davis is fucking awesome. Yeah, we mentioned before that he's kind of fighting back with... Um, Vampircon. Vampircon. <laughs> Have you heard about this, Max? Well, that was a thing. Yeah, the... the, the yeah, it's like a Matt remake. Jones was that his name or Matt Smith? Matt Smith's Doctor Who. Well, it was Doctor Who. I think it was Matt Jones who was the creator of the original Leprechaun mm-hmm. is teaming up with Warwick Davis to make a movie called Vampircon about a Leprechaun that gets bitten by a vampire and becomes this Vampircon that bites people's ankles because <laughs> he can't reach their neck. Mark Jones. Mark Jones. Wow. <laughs> I'm speechless. Yeah, sounds really it sounds bad. amazing, right? <laughs> yeah, and for those of you that don't know, Leprechaun <clears throat> was awesome. Leprechaun yeah. 2 was not. I kind of liked Leprechaun 2. I liked the first one better, obviously. But um, What about <laughs> Leprechaun in the hood? <laughs> Which one? There's more than one? Yeah, there's like two or three of them. Oh, God. The original Leprechaun featured Jennifer Aniston's original nose. Yeah, it had about five pounds extra nose. So. Um... Hmm, Jennifer Anderson. Yeah. I know Tony's a fan. Jennifer Anderson? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who is it? Dumb people. Taylor. TNA fans. I, I don't dislike Taylor her. I just, I don't boys. Know. What? <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, look for that on Monday. Or, I guess this airs on Wednesday, so you can go watch it now. Yeah, it's already there. Somewhere. <laughs> we don't know where it's going to be, but go to WWE Studios on Twitter and find I'm sure it. two days later you could probably just... And I'm sure it'll be Google. on YouTube. Yeah, you, that's, that's probably where it's going to be. Probably, yeah. I mean, wherever Hornswoggle made his announcement, I'm sure it'll probably be on the same page. It was YouTube, yeah. Yeah, you can probably also see it on WWE.com. They'll probably post it. There yeah, you go. probably. That's probably true. Since they're making the film. <laughs> uh, had it, are, you, are, you, are you pumped for this? Uh, no, I thought it was a dumb idea to start with. I don't like Harnswoggle as a character, so <laughs> I that was back when I was still kind of watching wrestling. Um, I haven't really committed myself. Well, I don't have cable anymore, so that helps. <laughs> but um, I haven't really committed myself to wrestling in several years. But when I was still watching, it was when they first introduced Hornswoggle, and <clears throat> he was like a sidekick to Finley or something. Yeah. He's I Irish, hope, I and hope, he loves to fight. I hope Finley makes a cameo. <laughs> a little <laughs> bastard. Yeah, then, like... He, oh, that's right, his name was Little Bastard yeah. when he started. Yeah, he was Little Bastard first, and then they changed to Hornswoggle at some point. Um, when he became Vince McMahon's son. <laughs> right. We don't talk about that anymore. <laughs> that's when I knew that Vince McMahon lost his fucking mind. <clears throat> yeah, that, that was it. That was when I was sure. That, that was not the original storyline, but... We won't get into that. That wasn't the original story? No. Okay, now we're into it. <laughs> Originally, it was going to be Mr. Kennedy. Was Kennedy. To, was supposed to be Vince McMahon's son. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Mm. But he fell out of the good graces with the WWE, and so it, they threw Hornswoggle in there at the last second. Why didn't they just drop it? They're, they're very good at just dropping storylines. That's true. They lines. do just drop storylines and be like, no, that never happened. What are you talking about? I'm getting offended. <laughs> you know it's true. Don't live in You know better than all of us that it's true. Come on now. Uh, that's true. 
so yeah. Remember when there was two canes? No. <laughs> Remember when there was two Undertakers? No. <laughs> that was actually kind of cool. Of course, I was like ten. No, younger than that. Like eight. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's stop talking about this now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You got no So, there is another movie coming out uh, here at the end of the month um, <clears throat> called Pro Wrestlers vs. Zombies. Awesome. <clears throat> Which I was actually mistaken. I thought originally that we were watching that for this episode, but obviously it's not out yet, so I was mistaken. Stupid. Yeah. Fuck me. Um... So it comes out on <clears throat> March 28th, which is in, what, about a week from from today? No, it's, I mean, today is, we're recording this on the 15th, so it's almost two weeks. Well, I meant from when we broadcast this. Oh, then, a week and a half. Okay. Well, it's, it's a Friday. Ah. Friday? Really? That's odd. Seems like a lot of... Well, it's not going to get theatrical release. What am I talking about? Um, <laughs> it's not? <laughs> get out of here. But, uh, so, it is going to star a lot of actual pro wrestlers. I mean, the title says so. Right. <laughs> uh, it's going to have Roddy Piper. Yes! His triumphant return to horror. He's here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Yeah, he got more bubblegum. <laughs> Uh, Matt Hardy, who is the lesser half of the Hardy Brothers, Hardy Boys. Um, the Hardy Boys. I'm getting There's such a clue right now. <laughs> uh, I was like Jeff Hardy. Have don't. you seen what he's doing now? No, don't, don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I when he started painting his face, that's when he lost me. He wears a mask now. Oh, for Christ's sake! And his name is Willow. Willow. He's Willow the Wisp. I'm not making it up. How do you watch this? <laughs> I don't watch TNA. It's TNA. Oh, he, oh, he went back to TNA. Yeah. yeah. Ah. LOL TNA. Lopna. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was funny when all these guys went to TNA and then they came back to WWE because TNA was tanking. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, anyway, so uh, also hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh! <laughs> Uh, uh, Rebby, Rebby Sky? Who the hell is that? It's Matt Hardy's wife. Ah. Uh, Shane Douglas. And the franchise? Franchise. Oh. Franchise Shane Douglas? He's a newer guy, right? No, no he's old. He's, oh. he's very old. I probably know He was, he like, back in ECW. He's, like... In the, in the original ECW. Oh, I didn't really watch ECW, so... He's, like, Taylor old. <laughs> <laughs> Who invited him? It's your friend. Uh... And Kurt Angle. Which Max just informed me, Kurt Angle is in Sharknado 2. <laughs> is he really? <laughs> he needs the money. He's riding on Ian's earrings coattails. <laughs> uh, he's not even an, he's not an active wrestler anymore, is he? 
Kurt Angle is currently wrestling for TNA Wrestling. Is he, he's actually wrestling? <laughs> Kurt Angle is currently wrestling for <laughs> TNA Wrestling. Okay. Hopefully for one final run in the WWE next year. Oh, God. Okay. He's old as shit. He is old. I remember he had a receding hairline when he started. Yeah, and then he had to shave his head. Yeah. I remember that storyline. He lost a hair match with Against Edge. the big And then big he wore show. a wig. Oh, big show. He strapped it on with a wig <laughs> yeah, with a chin strap. God, that was so stupid. That's when he shot Big Show with a horse tranquilizer. <laughs> this is wrestling. <laughs> These things happen. <laughs> Excited yet? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so, <laughs> more to the point. Uh, the plot of the movie is these Spanish wrestlers are pitted against hordes of the undead when they are unknowingly walk when they unknowingly walk into a death trap. Uh, from to watch the trailer, it looks like they're all kind of contracted to participate in this wrestling event of some sort, and they are basically. I couldn't really tell if they're like tricked into it or into like taking on these zombies, or if it's just something that happened. Night of the Living Dead type thing where the zombies just appear? I don't know. I need answers. Damn. Max? <laughs> I, I don't know, but I'm really excited. <laughs> this is like right up my alley. <laughs> um, it's written and directed by Cody Knotts. That name sounds familiar. J- Jim Duggan's got to be the guy, right? I mean, he carries around a fucking 2 by 4 He's, that, That's going to smash some zombie heads. <laughs> I'm hoping for a lot, for a lot from uh, Rowdy. What What if Piper hits somebody with a coconut? Oh, I hope he does. <laughs> oh God! Look at this guy that fucking wrote and directed this. <laughs> wow, he looks like a guy that doesn't leave his house and watches <laughs> wrestling all day. Whoa! <laughs> I look nothing like that guy. <laughs> Take offense to that. I resemble the, or resent that remark. <laughs> oh God! I, um, I hope Roddy goes full maniac. <laughs> uh, Mr. Maniac, this is a bucket of chestnuts. <laughs> oh fuck me! Um, so this will be hitting theaters on the twenty eighth, right? All the major AMC and. Yeah, <laughs> that. No, but seriously, where can you watch this? Is this? I don't know. Is this uh, like a iTunes VOD or? Oh, it'll definitely be a VOD. I, I don't see this hitting any theaters. Well, I mean, it could be like free on their website for all we know. Uh, Matt Hardy doing something for free? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even. It's not in Wikipedia, so I can't find details about it that way. <laughs> I, I'm headed to their website as we speak. Okay. DVDs available soon. Pre-order today. So they actually are making DVDs. Apparently. All right. Now, I feel like we're going to see more. I mean, this is kind of off-topic a little bit. I think we're going to see fewer and fewer small-budget movies like that um, being released on DVD. I think we're going to see a lot of them only be on VOD. Yeah. Just because... It's cheaper. You don't have to pay for packaging and... Is Kurt Angle playing a zombie? He's, what? 
Like, there's a picture of him on here, and he's got... looks like some kind of wound on the top of his head. There's blood all over his face. I think it's a spoiler. Spoiler, this movie's gonna suck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I didn't see that coming. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that the picture on on the website for Hackshot Jim Duggan is from WWE.com. I swear I've seen that like a hundred billion times. I'm also pretty sure it's from 1987. Well, yeah, he doesn't look <laughs> nearly as good. He does not have that kind of six-pack anymore. <laughs> Axel had a six-pack at some point? Well, he didn't have a gut, let's put it that way. <clears throat> and his arms wasn't weren't mainly his <laughs> skin. <laughs> so you can go pre-order your DVD for Pro Wrestlers vs. Zombies right now at ProWrestlersVsZombies.com. Do it. Or don't. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> what am I, a cop? <laughs> uh, yeah. No more business. business. That's it for our business. No more. Like the other said. We're done. See you guys. <laughs> Just kidding. Huh. Business is called. Business is called. So, let's move on to the main event, if you will. I see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, which is our reviews. Let's get ready to rumble! First of which is going to be. Are we doing mine first? I don't care. You just say which one. Just say just say one of them. Go. WrestleMania. Let's get it out of the way. Lucha Libre is a combat sport. Masked men with immeasurable strength. But one of them has been forgotten. We got ourselves the daddy-o of all locations. Until now. It's La Sangre de Dios. It's where they put El Mascarado after he went crazy. The best Mexican wrestler of all time. Hey, guys. I don't think we're alone. So, this is, uh, like Tony said, it's called WrestleManiac, although it's actually called, well, it's also called El Mascarado Massacre. 
Um, according to Max, he is 99% sure that they received a cease and desist letter from the WWE and had to change the title. Which wouldn't be surprising. No, not at all. I mean, Max received a C and D from WWE, and he's nobody. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> nobody. I got a C and D. I mean, it's a little off topic, but somewhat related. I got a C and D from uh, the prop master from the original Evil Dead movie. Hey, hey, I'm somebody. <laughs> For uh, what, if I may ask? I, I have an Etsy store where I I sell picture like uh-huh. uh, images like on dictionary pages. It's just kind of an art fad. Um, they sell pretty well. But I had taken, I had an image of a page from the Necronomicon on one of these pages. It looked pretty cool, and it was a little authentic, I think, because, it, you know, they had that dictionary paper. Um, so it was like something you might find in an ancient book. Um, but, uh, yeah, I got a, got a letter. Well, it, I guess it wasn't a formal C&D. It was, it was a message through Etsy. From, it was just a, hey, how about you don't? Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he actually said, uh, I, uh, I I don't remember the exact terminology, but he basically said, I'd like you to stop immediately uh, and remove any listings you have that feature my work um, and my intellectual property. And I've also forwarded this link to my attorney. I was like, oh, okay. I never sold any of them, so I, I there wasn't any like. You could give them away. I could give, yeah, I, I could, and he couldn't do anything about it. That's true. <laughs> I actually got something similar from AMC Networks once because I had some with uh, Walking Dead characters on them. Oh, fun fact: AMC is looking to purchase WWE. That's nuts. That that's weird. Crazy weird. <laughs> You um, brought it up, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, now Could you imagine, about- like, here are scenes from next week's The Walking Dead, and now for WWE Raw. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anyways, could- back on point. Oh, okay. A Masquerado Massacre. I mean, is this movie... Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have more to say? I was going to say, is this really worth talking about? <laughs> do, do we not have time? To That's say- why we're here. Okay. All right. Go. Go ahead. Max's time is precious. <laughs> it's not that precious. <laughs> this movie is from 2008, written and directed by Jesse Baggett. This looks like Jesse Bagel. It does look like Jesse Bagel. Um, this movie is about a the, the smallest porn production company in the world. Um, six people. The, the, the three actresses. Debbie, Dallas, and Daisy. Mm-hmm. Triple D. Yep. Also, they're one does away from Debbie yep. does Dallas with Daisy. Uh, <laughs> Al- <laughs> Alphonse, the director slash star. Right. Uh, Steve, aka Fats, the cameraman, uh-huh. who is from Seattle. <laughs> Cheap pop. And Jimbo. Who owns a van? He's yeah, a stoner. He's, he's a resident pothead. He's really Shocking, a... he's not from Seattle. <laughs> he's probably from Denver. No. Losers of Super Bowl Forty Eight. Oh, burn. So, yeah, they're driving through Mexico, trying to find... They're, they're trying to go to Cabo to, to film their new movie. 
right? And uh, they they get lost, and uh, they they stumble across this town called Sangre de Dios, or Blood of Christ. All the, Literally, it's it's Blood, blood of God. God. Yeah, Blood of Christ would be Sangre de Cristo. Right. You skipped over the creepy dude. I'll, I'll get there. Don't okay. worry about it. Oh, oh, we know. <laughs> <laughs> We're old hat, all right. <laughs> You're old hat. The the oldest. Thirty. Let's <laughs> see. <laughs> get out of my house. Uh, but they 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 come across El Mascarado, who is this uh, legendary uh, luchador wrestler who starts to kill people. He has this reputation as being absolutely insane, and uh, yeah, it's it, I mean it's it's a slasher movie essentially. So he it's not a spoiler to say that he starts to kill people. Yeah, that's that's the the rough synopsis. I think a spoiler would be to say that he doesn't kill people. True, <laughs> everyone lives. Worst <laughs> horror movie ever. <laughs> it might be worst horror movie ever. Period. Oh, it's... you haven't seen Six Degrees of Hell. It's, you're absolutely correct. That was a bad one. <laughs> so, let's break it down. Uh, well, I want to first say that uh, the in, uh, the opening music during the opening credits was yeah. the best part of the movie. <laughs> just it's like just, a mariachi. Yeah, it's really just fun, peppy Teano music. <laughs> As they were playing Lucha Libre. In yeah, like old, yeah. old Lucha Libre videos. So this is how much of a wrestling nerd I am. I tried to find out what matches they were showing, <laughs> and I couldn't find it. I'm like, oh, this is sad. <sighs> this is also at like 6.30 this morning. So, <laughs> Why are you up at 6.30 this morning? A girlfriend woke up that early. <laughs> oh. Go to work. <clears throat> yeah, yeah uh, El Mascarado is played by Rey Mysterio. Not that Rey Mysterio. Not Rey Mysterio Jr. You know, they have him listed as Rey Mysterio Sr., but they're not related. They are. They are? Yeah, it's his uncle. It's not his dad. Really? Yeah, Rey Mysterio is Rey Mysterio Jr.'s uncle. Hmm. But they smell, they spell Mysterio different. It's supposed to be spelled with an I. With a Y is kind of the Americanized version. For Mysterio. Rey Mysterio Jr., he's always used Y, hasn't he? I believe in, like in WCW and WWE, yes. But I believe when he was wrestling in Mexico, he spelled it with an I. Yes, he, rest, he wrestled in Mexico. He wrestled for AAA for other two years before he went to uh, ECW. He's in ECW first, ECW, right? yeah. and then WCW. Okay, because I, I know that he he's from San Diego, so <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess he is Mexican by heritage, so I guess it's not surprising that he would go there. But anyway, yeah. So this is Rey Mysterio, senior or the first or whatever, with an I. Um, He's really the only person that anybody might recognize. Well, Layla Milani was one of the briefcase girls on Deal or No Deal. Oh. (laughs) Oh, her. Uh, But yeah, uh, like Max was talking about the creepy guy who is Erwin Keyes, who you may recognize from House of a Thousand Corpses. And he is he supposed to be Mexican? He forgot the the character. Which Erwin Keys at the gas station? I don't. 
He's he's not Mexican, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he comes out and he's like, I smell gringos. Yeah. Wearing no a accent. Luch- <laughs> wearing a luchador mask. Yeah, of El Diablo Negro. Right. Which was a character from Mad TV. <laughs> Senior bag of crap. I break his back with my knee like so. so. <laughs> That's a reference I haven't used in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I just used that my girlfriend the other day. She had no idea what I was talking about. You threatened to break your girlfriend's back? Uh... I think I was talking about the people in front of us in the deli line. Oh, okay. So, I will break you. With my knee. <laughs> yeah, I will break you. With my knee. Like so. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, anyway, yeah, he's just this creepy guy who does a lot of cocaine, apparently. Yeah. Uh, and brags about it. Yeah. And talks about how much better cocaine is than pussy. <laughs> because it doesn't call you the next day. Uh, yeah, and then that's really, like, his character doesn't serve a huge purpose. Like, he no. basically tells them that if you go that way, you're going to hit La Sangre de Dios. And then Steve tells us the whole story of La Sangre de Dios. Right. Who... Steve is Fats, by the way. Fats, the cameraman. Yeah, yeah, and I find it interesting that they're in Mexico, and I think what like the the map is in Spanish or something, and Alphonse tells him to read the map. And he says, "Aren't you Mexican?" He says he can't, and he says, "Aren't you Mexican?" He says, "Like I'm from Seattle." Yeah. Woo! <clears throat> but he knows the story of El Sagre del Dios. Well, he's he's he, he because he's I think a wrestling he's, fan. He's a wrestling nerd. Yeah. Uh, okay, I didn't, I didn't think of that. Um, yeah, and then he tells the whole backstory of El Mascarado, who is apparently like a Frankenstein monster, essentially, right. of the three greatest Mexican wrestlers of all time. Yeah, and that's when I really just, like, I was at a very low level of paying attention to this movie. <laughs> and then when that little nugget was revealed, that's when it's just, like, I was going going like this, like right at the bottom of the scale. And then just started going down. Just gradually. tipped. <laughs> I have so many notes for this movie. <laughs> really, I have barely any. So do I. You have a lot. No, I have barely any. Oh yeah. How does the guest have more notes than the hosts? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't been writing that many notes lately. See? I feel like I'm Jesus. I think I, I found it weird that like if he's this Frankenstein monster of three different wrestlers, how come he doesn't have like stitches all over him? But yeah, and he, like. Like his Stitches? chest, yeah, like a really nice, well, stupid tribal tattoo, but he's really smooth looking. Yeah. So I, I don't know. We don't need no stinking stitches. <laughs> but so there's there's a tradition in lucha libre wrestling where when you defeat your opponent, you remove their mask, and then they're they're shamed, and they can never wrestle again. So El Mascarado, when he kills people, he rips their faces off. Right. Which is a cool concept. Yeah. It's it's the coolest idea in the movie. Let's talk about why he was created. To, to win the Olympics? Yeah. <laughs> what What the fuck does that have to do with Lucha Libre? It, it's Mexico. They're all about their Lucha Libre. It's a religion no. there. Lucha Libre wrestling is not, or, you know, professional style wrestling is not an Olympic sport. That's true. They do collegiate It should wrestling. be. Greco-Roman. I think. Yeah. Whatever. But yeah, there's... It's not like in a ring. Yeah. You can't 
pull somebody's face, or you can't like pull their jaw. You can't do chokeholds. You can't like do flying elbows and and power bombs. Yeah, all the cool stuff. Yeah, all the stuff that makes pro wrestling interesting. You can't do any of it, which is why nobody watches the Olympics. Sure, I hadn't really thought about that, but yeah, yeah, I've that is a stupid plot point. Yeah, I I feel like they could have not had that, (laughs) and it would have been just as good or, or but, bad. But he had to be this like undefeatable thing. But they also had the had the movie since it was only like an hour and ten minutes. Yeah, long. it was really short. Was it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your word for it. But so yeah, Mascarado rips these people's faces off. Which, I mean, it's, it's a low budget movie so it's not a great looking effect. Um, there was one... Uh, I mean, it's good. It's, it's, it doesn't look terrible. Daisy was the blonde, right? Uh, yes. Wait, no. Daisy? No, Daisy was the one. Yeah, Daisy was the for the drunk one. The drunk one. Oh, okay. Then I mean Debbie. Okay. Um, when he pulled off, well, well, spoiler alert. When he pulled off her face, uh, that was pretty good. I think that was the one that was the, good. the best effect. Was the nail through the throat? Really. You didn't think so? No, I I much rather liked um, one of the other face puller things. Hmm. Deaths. I I thought the best effect was the nail through the throat, in my opinion. I don't know if I just looked away when that happened, or if I I, I don't I don't remember that. Ah, well, fuck you. <laughs> my my question is: at one point, one of the characters. I don't want to say who because it'd be a spoiler, but one of the characters puts on a wrestling mask. Yeah. And he and he fights El Mascarado, like in a ring. And at the end of the match, the, the character loses. And El Mascarado rips off his face still. But he was wearing a mask. Why didn't he just rip off the mask? These are questions that just can't be answered. <laughs> Sidebar. Did you think that Alphonse uh the 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 camera or the, the star. Um, do you think that he looked like Mark Miro? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Okay, so I got that too. Who? Mark Miro was a wrestler ah. back in the nineties. Oh, and late eighties. He was married to Sable. He used the TKO as a finisher. No, no. I might recognize him if I saw him, but he's also a gigantic douchebag. Most wrestlers. Whoa! I've <laughs> talked to a lot of wrestlers. Thank you. <laughs> I remember one time I was at uh, Raw, I think it was, and you remember the Spirit Squad? Yeah. Um, one of them, whoever was banging Trish Stratus, I can't remember which one it was. It wasn't Nikki. Kenny? It might have been Kenny Dy- Yeah, Kenny Dykstra. May have been. I don't don't know. Um, Anyway, uh, you know, they always, at at events, they always find out where all the stars are leaving. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they try and get an autograph. And he he pulls up in his car, or pulls out of the, like, the garage, or the the parking lot, out into the street, where we're all waiting. And he stops, rolls down his window, and as people start walking up to him with their, you know, their paper or whatever and a pen, (laughs) he takes off. What a dick. Yeah. I laughed my ass off because I thought it was funny. You would. (laughs) Why would you want Kenny Dykstra's signature anyway? Who the fuck knows? 
Didn't one of them turn out to be gay? Or was that just kayfabe? I don't think that was a thing. I don't think that was ever a thing. Nikki turned out to be Dolph Ziggler. Who helped with wrestling with subtitles. Woo! Woo! (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. um, Um, Little interesting note. Did you notice the name of the... I don't know if it was the name, but it was on the side of the building. I think it was at the bar where they first started rec- recording. Voorhees. Yeah, Voorhees. It just said Voorhees on the side of the building. Really? Yeah. No real explanation. Like, I don't know if that was already there or if that was supposed to be some kind of homage to Friday the 13th. Uh, probably. It was spelled wrong. Was it? It had one O. Oh. Hmm. I suppose Voorhees isn't a Hispanic name. So well, No. <laughs> So it's yeah, really it, it was weird that it, it was just there, like, for, and there was no explanation, no mention of it. Hmm. So while the they were driving in the van and uh, Fats was camera or was <clears> doing the camera, did you think that the girl on in the van was dead? No. The one that was like lying down and hadn't moved yet. I didn't really think about it. No, I thought she was dead. I just, <laughs> I just had a body. Yeah, I thought that it was going to turn out to be like one of those saw moments. <laughs> With uh, just the cast of characters in that van, I figured she was probably just, like, stoned or drunk or something. So. Yeah. Um, so, I, I think my biggest question throughout the movie is, why the fuck did they have to go to Mexico to shoot a low-budget porn? Well, they wanted to go to Cabo. So? <laughs> San Diego looks exactly like Cabo. Well, they were already on their way to Cabo. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was stupid. And then yeah. Alphonse wanted to film the ghost town. Was it Alphonse that wanted to go there? I thought it was Fats. No, he was he was afraid to go to there. Like I mean, he was excited about the idea, but like Alphonse was the one that wanted to. He wanted to film at the ghost town. Right. And I like the fact that they get to, they find this bar. And apparently, it's the perfect shooting spot. Yeah. <clears throat> Just I thought it was funny that this abandoned town, you know, had been abandoned for. However many years, you know, however many decades, or yeah, did they give a specific time frame when El Mascarado was created? I want to say fifties or sixties. Okay, so theoretically, this town's been abandoned for thirty-five, forty years. Yeah, half a century. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, this bar was like fully stocked. I mean, it was all dusty and, and old looking, but. It, like the, all the shells were like fully stocked. <laughs> I just thought that was odd. That is odd. Uh, but also the fact that that was like the shoot, Alphonse's picked shooting spot to film a plumber fantasy <laughs> porn. Yeah, I, I remember thinking like that's this, this storyline doesn't make any sense. And then I went, oh right, porno. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're just three chicks. Getting ready to fuck each other, just on a, making out on, on, on top, top of the, of the bar. bar, and then the plumber shows up. <laughs> and for those of you keeping track, if you watch this movie, there are boobies. Twenty-one minutes into the film. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mister Skin. <laughs> I just have a note, but they are existent for approximately twenty seconds, and they're also fake. They're very fake. They're yeah, gross. The one with the pink, the pink booty shorts is gross. Yeah, yeah. Her boobs and her ass are gross. Yeah, yeah. That's Debbie. Debbie. Okay. Yeah. 
I call her Pinky in my notes. <laughs> and then Daisy pops out her little booby, but then it goes right back in. Did she? I didn't even notice that. Yeah. It wasn't even worth it happening because <laughs> it was so short. It might have just been an accident. They just went, I just leave it. Well, out. she actually she pulled down like like a strap of her her nightie or whatever the hell she was wearing, and like pulled out her boob and then. They just put it right back? Well, yeah, because she didn't pull the strap off of her arm, so as soon as she moved her arm, it oh. went back up. So it's like, okay, that was fun. Neat. <laughs> and at Thanks one point, at one point uh, Dallas gets her, her pants caught in the car door. Was that what it was? Yeah, she slammed the car door and her okay. pants got caught, and then she just tries to run away. Her pants just rip off. Yeah. Oh, I forgot that. I remember <laughs> yeah, my, my fiance was sitting there watching it with me. Um, well, she was sort of watching it, and... Uh, I remember I, I looked away for a split second. I looked back and she's running around in her underwear. I'm like, wait, where the fuck did her pants go? <laughs> and she's like, my fiance, she says, uh, well, it's a horror movie, so of course she's got to run around in her underwear. <laughs> I'm like, well, okay. But she still Fair had point. her heels on. Yeah. The most hindering part of her outfit. And yeah, she's, still she's trying to run and on instead turf. of, you know, kicking off her heels first thing. Yeah. She just no. I'm gonna run in my heels. <laughs> and like at one point, they're like walking through like this abandoned building, and like Fats is just kind of going through. And Alphonse is like, "How do you know where you're going?" And he's like, oh, "I play D and D." Okay, <laughs> sure. He's a level fourteen warrior. <laughs> yeah, so that just means he knows every building in the world. Yeah, <laughs> Dumb. he's got a mental skeleton key. Um, can I just say that Daisy's dumb? You can sure. say that. Okay, so so uh, during the middle of like the makeout scene that they're getting all ready, uh, Daisy gets all sick and she starts to throw up and like runs out of the building and runs into like the dead fields that are around the the you know the town. Yeah, and she doesn't look where she's going, and the dumb bitch like. Runs over broken glass. Runs over broken glass. When you're barefoot in a place that you do not know, that's the first thing you look at yeah. is the ground. Exactly. And I thought it was dumb that she was she was in the bar. Instead of running out to the street, which is about 20 feet away from her, she runs across the street, past the buildings on the other side <laughs> of the street, and into the, the grass area, like the, yeah, the overgrown grass, and that's where she throws up. Yeah. It's like, what? Why? <laughs> yeah, I probably would have just stepped out the door and just... Yeah. Or, you know, if I, if I was, like, just smashed drunk like she was and um, I had to throw up, I'd probably just do it right there. True. Turn it into a Japanese porn. There you go. Oh. <clears throat> so, I know I'm in the minority here, but I liked this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I did not like it. Did but I didn't not, not enjoy it either. Did not. Did not not like it. There we go. That's like a quadruple so, negative. You just blew my mind. I did not like it. I thought this was one of the dumbest fucking movies I've ever seen. <laughs> and I want to thank you so much for making me watch this. Hey, I, I wanted to watch See No Evil, so. I remember, God. I, yeah, but we were going to watch this regardless. <laughs> yeah, and then that would have just been doubly bad. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Um, no, I remember, this was years ago. God, I think it may have been like... True or false, you own this movie on DVD? 
False. Bullshit. Because I burned it and you took it from me. I didn't take anything. You own it, though. You have it. It's in your apartment. Possession is nine-tenths of the law. (laughs) I'm throwing it away for your information because it doesn't fucking work. Oh, it doesn't work? No. I tried to put it in the machine and it it didn't work. That's what she said. What? 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 She tried to put it in the machine? Yeah. Anyways. (laughs) Um... Yeah, this is a dumb, dumb, dumb fucking movie. So, uh, but before we get to the reviews, you got more notes, or? Um, Max, you have anything else to add? I thought I I thought that it was a bad movie. Yeah. It was like as a wrestling fan, their like wrestling knowledge was like spot on ish for the Mexican lucha libre lore, and then. It was like a horror movie with wrestling. It wasn't a wrestling horror movie, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. Um, I just... The whole concept of... Like, Fats come to this, comes to the conclusion that, like you mentioned before, like the ultimate form of disgrace in Lucha Libre is um, to remove the other your opponent's mask. Like, you're, you're disgraced, and that's... Like You're forced it. to retire. Yeah. Um, and, like, that's how you defeat El Mascarado. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I thought that was stupid. You never get to find out if that's true, though. Well, no. But, like... Because one of the cont- one of the characters runs El Mascarado through with a pipe and takes 25 minutes to reach for his mask. Yeah. And by then he's, like, recovered. Yeah. Um, I just think that at one point they mentioned that the doctors that I assume created him had given him four lobotomies and he was still insane. 40. Was it 40? 40. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and yeah, and so I think taking off his mask might not stop him because he's crazy. But he plays by the rules. I don't think removing your opponent's face is a Lucha Libre rule. That's that's their mask. Oh, spare me. Um, <laughs> Get with it, Tony. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I just like, I guess uh, I just really thought they're all in all, they're very generic characters, just really ar- archetypical characters. I wrote that down too. Did I'm you? like, hey, you got the fat guy, you got the stoner, you've got the ditzy chicks, and then you've got like the leader who's also yeah, the, a dumbass. Yeah, the douchebag yeah. alpha male. Yeah. They yeah. covered all their bases in that matter, I guess. Um, but like Alphonse specifically, like this guy is unreal. People like that don't exist. <laughs> Except for maybe like Joe Francis or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, Let's see. Uh, at one point, when when Dallas is running away from El Mascarado, he she hides underneath a counter. Oh yeah, Dallas is a uh, contortionist. Okay, she was the best looking one in the in the group, though. That, that's, oh, that's Layla Milani. Right, right, yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. She was easily the best looking one. <laughs> Deal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but the way she was hiding underneath that cabinet or counter or whatever it was, like, instead of, like, crouching in there, like, lengthwise, you know, kind of in a, like, fetal position, she instead puts her back against it, spread eagle, and just, like, holding her legs. Holds her legs back, yeah. It's like, and I just, know just why. just airs out. Yeah. <laughs> I know why they did chose to do that, but, hey, please. For the beef shot? Yeah. But it, who would do that? Why would that ever be somebody's first thought to, <laughs> to hide in that space that way? It's just second nature for her. <laughs> sure. <laughs> She's not uh, comfortable with her legs together. Why didn't you like this movie, Taylor? I, I thought it was fun. Like I liked the whole, like, you know, using the Mexican Lucha Libre lore as part of his backstory and, you know, that he removes their faces as a way to remove their masks. Um, I mean, there, it's, it's, you know, it's not a perfect movie. It's not my favorite movie, but I just, I, I thought that it was fun. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> Your opinion's dumb. And, and the ending. I mean, won't spoil the ending, but what? What, what the fuck happened? No, I, I'm spoiler alert because I we we got to talk about this. Okay, so yeah, give yourselves about let's see, we'll, we'll keep this to a couple minutes. So just fast forward a couple minutes. When when like they show the van taken off, and they pan up and you see that El Mascarado is is driving. Yeah. Did anybody else immediately think El Mascarado takes Manhattan? No. That's my first thought. It's like it so sets it up for a sequel in a different locale. Yeah, I thought. I suppose WrestleManiac to Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> I the, my initial thinking was 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 because because Dallas she stabbed El Mascarado with the pipe, and then she runs out, and then she's been stabbed with the pipe. Yeah, there's no. So, when when that happened, I thought that they were trying to do some, like, hooey voodoo trick that now Dallas was actually El Mascarado. I don't know why. It was, like, some sort of, like, weird, you know, Mexican folklore that if you try to take off his mask, you become him. And that's, like... That the, would have been stupid. <laughs> I think like, this was any better. better? Yeah, I think that would have been better, actually. <laughs> So, so yeah, that, that's what I thought. And I'm like, well, no, that doesn't make any sense. Not like the entire movie in any sense. But I didn't, did he throw it at her? Did that, he, that was what I assumed. Is he like pulled it out of his stomach and then threw it at her? Well, but why wouldn't, why didn't they show that? I don't know. Or like, so they panned up to like the door of the shack for like a good 30 seconds before they showed her again running. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't they show like the the pipe being thrown through the door? I, I don't know because uh, I I didn't know where she got stabbed from. My my initial thought was that she was El Mascarado the entire time. That like it was kind of like a like an identity type thing, huh? Where she's being or um, if you've seen High Tension. Oh yeah, like where she's being mentally she's projecting somebody else, but it's actually her. That was my initial thinking. I I, I could see that. Yeah, 
But, that would have been a better so I, ending. I was left very confused because then Al Masperado was driving away in the van that he apparently knows how to drive. He's a wrestler. He's not stupid. He's a, cre- he's a creation. He's not a person. Michael Myers can drive. He can? Yeah. Have you not seen Halloween 2? Not in a long time. Regardless. Okay, time's up. All right. Welcome back. Spoiler over. So, let's get to the ratings. Max, you get to go first on a score of uh, 1 to 10. I'll go ahead and give it a 5. It was fun enough, but it was not not good. See, that, that seems high to me for, for as, as much as you badmouth it. That, that, that seems high. No, because I really liked the concept. Like, the concept was enough of a foundation, and the special effects were enough that I liked it. I won't ever watch it again. <laughs> Unless I'm, like, wanting to give somebody, like, a, here, watch this Thanksgiving type movie. <laughs> Thanksgiving is better than this. Yeah, I agree. Much more quotable. So what's your rating? Uh, one. Really? Really. That I bad? I will never watch this movie again. So you're putting this on par with Six Degrees of Hell? Yes. Wow. <laughs> I'm giving it a six. That's your right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I liked it. I thought it was fun. I thought it was a, a fun concept. I mean, it, it definitely had plot holes and uh, you could drive that fucking van through. <laughs> but yeah, but I liked it. So <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I, I I didn't intend to watch this movie ever again, but then I had to. <laughs> so never again now. Starting now. All right, moving on. Our second movie. Is uh, it's from 2012, written and directed by Jesse Thomas Cook, and it is called Monster Brawl. Monster Balls. That's not. That's not it. <laughs> They've been out there for centuries, lurking in the shadows, rotting in our stories and myths, and buried in our nightmares. Well, the time will come when monsters will shape the fortunes of all. Good evening, monster fans in Canada, Newfoundland, and the United States of America. Dave Foley, Art Hindle, Robert Maillet, Kevin Nash, Jimmy Hart, Herb Dean, Jason Brown, featuring Cyclops, The Mummy, Lady Vampire, Zombie Man, Witch Bitch, Swamp Gut, Werewolf, Frankenstein. Eight legendary monsters from around the world summoned to the ring to determine the most powerful monster of all time. I'm gonna be late for the monster brawl! It's the ultimate fight of the living dead. He's gotta throw everything at this fat son of a bitch! Monster Brawl. Anyone who watches Monster Brawl is going home in a body bag. Okay, so, um, as Taylor stated, it was from, um, 
2011, sorry, brain fart. Um, and so the, the concept of this movie is that these mythical monster characters, you know, pretty just classic movie monster movie monsters, they've been kind of called in to this wrestling match, like pro wrestling style match. Um, and I don't. I gotta be very careful with this because I mean, pretty much talking about the entire movie is just the entire movie is just one giant spoiler. Well, I mean, just try not to talk about who wins the matches. Well, yeah, yeah, but that's. I mean, that's. But those are the best parts. See, see, the, the movie is set up like a pay per view. Like, yeah, it, it's it's like a broadcast. It's not like. Um, a, a typical movie with the beginning, middle, and end. It's, it's, it's broadcast like a pay-per-view event. Um, and it's... Uh, I mean, it's got commentators and... Dave Foley. Dave, Dave Foley and Art Hindle, who plays uh, Sasquatch Sid. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, and Dave Foley doing his best Howard Cosell impression. <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't pick up on that, but it totally is. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so we got the characters. you got two two groups, um, and they're, they're the undead and the creatures. So on the undead side, you've got a mummy, the lady vamp, zombie man, and Frankenstein. Or Frankenstein's monster, if you want to be a dick about it. <laughs> yeah, like that that's a quote from the movie. Yeah. <laughs> but what's fucked up is that the doctor's name is not Frankenstein. No, it's Igora. Yeah. So it's, Igora. it's it's not Frankenstein's monster, it's Igora's monster, and there's no need for Frankenstein to be mentioned at all. No. I mean is Frankenstein is that public domain? I mean, can people just use that? Yes. You know for a fact? I I believe it was 1929, which means that it's over 70 years. Wait, Frankenstein? Frankenstein came out in, like, the 1800s. No, so so there's two different, like, public domain kind of things. Like, you can use it for, 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 for print or film. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. And I'm pretty sure that they it, it's past both of those dates. Mm, okay. Okay, so they can use it. And um, they also didn't say it was, like, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. It's true. They just said Frankenstein. And they also didn't use Frankenstein's monster. No. So they might have gotten away with, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> Not that it matters. I did like the zombie man. Zombie man was what was probably my favorite. Uh, I, I don't, no, I don't know no. about that. But, um, well, at least for me. Um, but I, the zombie man, I did like that he was from Pittsburgh. Yeah. I thought that was a nice little. As I, in my notes, I have, of course, Zombie Man is from Pittsburgh. Yeah. Because that's um, where George Romero is from. That's where Night of the Living Dead was filmed. Yeah. Um, and He's then, played by Rico Montana. Is he a wrestler? I, I don't think so. I, there, there's nothing on his IMDb. This is the, the only thing in his credits. Oh. I think a lot of these actors were actual wrestlers. I believe there's only two. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're right. Um, there are. Kevin Nash. Well, yeah, there's Death Star Kevin Nash, um, but as far as the, the actual wrestlers, um, see, there's one, two, three, four, five. So Ooh. there's a total of five 
actors playing all of all of the wrestling characters. Oh, Jason David Brown actually plays. Um, well, here let me finish this. Um, the creature side is uh, Cyclops, the witch bitch. <laughs> uh, witch bitch. Hmm? Witch bitch. <laughs> yes, this bi- this witch bitch. Oh, okay. That witch which witch bitch. bitch? <laughs> um, swamp gut was was just essentially like kind of like a swamp thing type creature. Right, but he's he's morbidly obese. Right. <laughs> um, and werewolf. They should have called him swamp butt or swamp ass. Swamp ass. <laughs> swamp. Hailing from Florida, <laughs> swamp ass. Uh, and then the Wolfman or werewolf. werewolf. Right. Uh, My question: Why do werewolves always wear plaid? Because <laughs> I don't know. Always in the woods, and people in the woods wear plaid. Flannel. Fair enough. Bang bang. Or they're hipsters. Blair wears square glasses. They're skinny the jeans. I bet Boom. people before it was got cool. him. That's why their pants are ripped because they were skinny jeans. And they just <laughs> uh, Batista status. Uh, the uh, werewolf was wearing boots, like, like wrestling ring. boots. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, theoretically, a werewolf would be barefoot. Theoretically, in theory, in theory, communism works. <laughs> in theory, Maggie Gyllenhaal is attractive. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um. So uh, okay. So um. Yeah. Uh, basically. These creatures, and they're not—they don't combine the um, the teams until the end. It's like like a tournament bracket type thing. Yeah, although I noticed like the the middleweights, each each conference had two middleweights and two heavyweights, mm-hmm. and the middleweights would face each other, and the heavyweights would face each other, and then the two winners from the heavyweights faced each other. Yeah. Why did the two winners of the middleweights not face each other? That, yeah, I had the same question. Because they only had 90 minutes. Fair enough. Um, Got pushed off the card, bro. <laughs> card subject to change. But, um, so the, the matches that took place were Cyclops versus Witch Bitch, Swamp Gut versus the Wolfman, or, goddammit, Werewolf, uh, and then the Mummy versus the Lady Vamp, um, or Lady Vampire. Uh, and then Zombie Man versus Frankenstein. Um, and how was Werewolf a heavyweight and Cyclops was a middleweight? I, I don't know. I mean, like like I don't even know why they made those those um, classifications. Yeah, because I mean they made it very clear it was undead versus creatures. I thought I, I thought that it was just going to be one. You know, yeah, Swamp Gut is going to face. Zombie pen, or what? Well, or like whatever. yeah, like yeah. the conferences and everything. Like none of it really needed to be there. No, no. I mean, they they could have easily cut that out, and it would have been the same movie. It was completely necessary. I did really like the uh, logos for each for, for each fighter. Yeah, I like the logos on it, the flags. I think that they spent a lot of time on that. And I mean, logos are big when you're trying to build a brand. And if they we're trying to actually build a brand off of Monster Brawl, then you could actually bring that. You know, the zombie coming out of the the, the hand coming out of the ground. You know, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So. I would rock, like, a Zombie Man t-shirt. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, it was about halfway through the movie before I actually noticed those. But, yeah. I, because uh, you were too busy looking at the girls holding them? 
Yeah, how about them? Hey, they were they were they were all right. Yeah. Um, I I They're actually all right in my book. <laughs> my notes say women and boobs. So, <laughs> um, ring girls or valets for Jimmy Hart. Yeah, <laughs> Jimmy Hart is the ring announcer. Yeah, that was who, awesome. Who Just, hasn't aged a day? I have that in my notes here. I yeah. said, does Jimmy Hart ever fucking age? No. Um, yeah, of course, he's got you know the bullhorn that he's he's doing all the announcing through his bullhorn. Yeah, and yeah, and the the, the ring girls are flanking him, holding up the flags for each wrestler. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, I have it in my notes. Uh, how, how about them ring girls? <laughs> um, but um, I, I I I liked the format uh, rather than like I mentioned before, rather than it just being. A typical movie with a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. Uh, the way that it was set up, like a pay per view event. I, I, I liked that. See, I did not care for that. Really? So I told Taylor yesterday when we, when we were over at work, I'm like, yeah, it was definitely not a horror film. It was right. just it's a, a horror themed film. Yeah, it was a horror themed film, kind of yeah, like, yeah. you know, the any of the Lego games or movie or games that are coming out. They're not a Marvel game. It's a Lego game with Marvel over it. Right, right. So they could have done this with any, you know, it's like the Deadliest Warrior for for uh, for horror. Yeah, game. yeah. Um, um, so, yeah. Uh, um, as, as it was starting, I mean, like, they, they really committed to the... Um, to the, the, the kind of the pay per view format. I mean, yeah, they, I really liked the the commentary shack that they had that that Buzz and yeah. Sid were in. I thought that that added a lot of credence to the whole. Okay, well, it is actually like a pay per view. I really liked the shacks that the uh, fighters came out of. Yeah, the wooden crypts. Yeah, I thought that was yeah, really that was interesting. Cool. Um, See, I think I may have liked the format better if I had known going into it that that's the way it was. But I was just, I was expecting a movie. I was expecting a, a film with a story, like a pro wrestlers versus zombies. Well, we don't know that. We haven't well, seen it. Probably okay. that way. <coughs> but yeah, well then yeah, essentially. Yeah. So instead of a instead of a movie with horror people, it's going to be a horror movie with people. Sorry, a movie with horror people rather than a horror movie with people. Bam. All right, roasted. <laughs> Um, but the, the, like they have this this whole event in a a secret graveyard, mm-hmm. even though they say the name and location of it several times. <laughs> but they have it there because the monsters aren't comfortable in front of a crowd, so that's why they couldn't have it in Vegas or somewhere. Yeah, which just that seems so ham fisted to me. I, I don't know. I, I, I like, like they they could have just left that whole plot point out. There was really no point in saying, "Oh, we have to have it in the secret graveyard because the monsters aren't comfortable in front of a crowd." I suppose I, I liked that it was in a graveyard. Yeah, so did I. I mean, I'm not I'm not complaining about that. Just the, the the whole idea of that it has to be in this graveyard because if we had it in Vegas, then the monsters might attack people. It just there was there was no need for that plot point to me. Yeah, pretty much the whole interview with the guy who founded it was kind of pointless. Dumb. I, I thought the character, like the, the it being the person who created it, like he he basically says he. He stays at home and he watches wrestling all day or, like, in school. Like, he'd be 
I think he says, like, at school I'd be, like, trying to learn about math, but I'd just be sitting there drawing zombies or something of that nature. So just, I thought he was funny that... It's just a guy? Yeah, he's just, I mean, he's nothing special about him. He's just, he set it up and somehow it happened. Yeah. And then you've got the uh, the gravedigger maintenance guy of, of the graveyard, who is the, the stereotypical... You're all doomed, guy. Um, you know, he comes out and tells him the soil is cursed and you've you've un- unleashed something evil. And Yeah, he was basically like the resident old Ralph from, you know, Friday the 13th. Yeah. Or Herman Munster from Pet Cemetery. Sure. So, uh, I really... You don't want to go down that route. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sometimes I'm, dead is better. It's <laughs> Um, I really like the uh, the before before each fight they had like this little ad break, like a little backstory. Yeah, a little bit of backstory for each character. Yeah, yeah uh, I have that. Like, um, talk about the the training sequences. Yeah, I re- I really like those. It yeah. kind of brings like like oh well, the, this is how stupid as it might be. <laughs> um, it's like oh okay, well well you know, Zombie Man was basically a government experiment. And you know Kevin Nash brings him in, and everything. So, um, did, did we mention who the narrator is yet? No, we didn't. It's it's narrated by Lance Hendrickson. Which, who better to do it? I mean, yeah. And it's like I'm sitting there, and we're it's probably about. Uh, well, actually, it's it's probably just like the opening, like first like minute or two, when he's like explaining what Monster Ball is, and I'm like, God, that sounds so familiar. And it's like, is that Lance Hans- Hendrickson? I mean, or is it just somebody sounds like him? But then, yeah, in the credits, actually, it's the same. So. Yeah, and there's like weird voiceover parts in the middle of the matches, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure was him too. But like, it reminded me of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, where it would just be like, <laughs> Toasty, uh, <laughs> not like that, but it would just be like, excellent. Yeah, yeah, like, um, or the best one was discombobulating. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, the the referee is Herb Dean, who is a UFC referee, and he. Yeah. I, I'm not a UFC watcher or fan, and, but it, so it took me a minute to because he looked familiar, but he, he's not as cool as Big John McCarthy. Well, who is? Big John McCarthy was the best. Um, yeah, like he's they ask him, you know, so what is what are some of the rules? And he's like, well, there are no rules. I'm just here to make sure they don't punch each other in the dick and stuff. It's like, <laughs> well, why? You just said there's no rules. Yeah. And then at one point they talk about, like, oh, they got to be careful. They're going to get a disqualification. It's like it's, I thought it was a fight to the death. Yeah. As a wrestling fan, when WWE does that, it makes my blood boil. Like, they'll be like, this is a no-holds-barred. Then why is there a referee out? <laughs> it, it makes no sense. Well, I like, too, like, there, there'll, be, there'll be a no-DQ match, and the guy will be in the corner punch him, and he'll be like, one, two. It's like, what's going to happen if you get to five? Yeah. Nothing. And for you all indie fans, I have till five. Um, yeah, and um, I like the way in between the matches they're they're doing the promos. Oh, yeah. I thought that was cool. The promos were really good, and I really liked Doctor Agora's the best because it was kind of like a poem. Yeah, I think it, it might have been like a poem from from the from Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Oh, um, it could have been. 
Um, because it was very poetic, and I don't think anybody on that movie could have written it. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, it, it reminded me a lot of when um, uh, Paul Bearer was still running with Undertaker. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So I thought Werewolf got the best promos. Yeah, Werewolf did cut the best promos. Well, he obviously the most articulate, but right. Um, I think Werewolf's my favorite character just because, I, even though I am. Even if I was a wrestler, there was no way that I'd ever be an aerial wrestler. <laughs> but I've I've always had a, a, a spot for aerials, and uh, so that's why I was like, like a big Jeff Hardy fan, and, uh, Rey Mysterio, Junior. Um, so the fact that he was like kind of the quick, scrappy aerial guy, and then also the makeup combined, like the makeup was really awesome. I thought, except for Cyclops. Yeah, I thought Cyclops makeup was because they did a terrible job of covering his eyes. Well, it it, it almost made made it look. I don't think this was intentional, but it almost made it look like he used to have eyes. Well, mm-hmm. actually, I he, guess he, he does. He does say at one point they took one of his eyes. Yeah, which doesn't really make sense. Why the his one eye is right in the middle of his head? Then yeah, no, 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 no. In in the movie, he says that Hades took his eyes for the view of the future. Oh. I glazed over that. Which is actually kind of similar to the story of Odin, if you're familiar with that. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it does somewhat make sense then for him to have a scar across his eyes. Yeah, Yeah, but it it wasn't very clear if that's what was going on. Yeah, they could have done a better job of explaining that. um, But I think that werewolf definitely had the best best makeup. For sure. The fur work was really well done. Yeah. And for for a B-horror film, I mean... Yeah, you that, can't get much better than that. And yeah, like the special effects throughout were actually really good. Mm-hmm. I thought I, uh, Swamp Gut kind of looked like Triple H. <laughs> Swamp Gut, <laughs> like back had, when he had the long stringy hair. Yeah, yeah. I think that Swamp Gut was the weakest of the characters. Oh, definitely. Yeah, uh, there was. I c- I could have probably thought of different Why monsters I would have liked to see. Creature from the Black Lagoon. Just a swamp sure. creature, like the the gills and the and the fins and everything. Mm-hmm. That would have made more sense. Who's ever thought of a swamp gut? Swamp creature that's fat swamp and ass. Gross. Yeah, swamp, yeah. <laughs> swamp ass. Yeah. So would have definitely thought of like maybe having, you know, Sasquatch on there. Yeah. 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 Or uh, you know, an alien for it being, you know, paranormal or whatnot. If they were gonna go that route. I kinda saw Swamp Gut as kind of a throwaway character. Yeah, yeah. Like they just needed one more character to to make it an eight. Right, right. Um, I also wonder why they went with Lady Vampire as I, opposed I to just a myself. regular vampire, just yeah. a male vampire. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I the the character was weak too. I feel like they could have. She looked like she was probably a, a wrestler. Yeah, she she could have been. Like I looked her up and I I I didn't recognize her. What's her name? Um, Kelly Couture. Could it be Randy Couture's daughter? Oh, that's very, very possible. Could be. Um, but yeah, I mean, she was definitely built like a, like a wrestler. Yeah, for sure. Um, but like, I thought you would, you would think maybe it was because they also had Witch Bitch, but they didn't fight each other. Yeah, which in pro wrestling would have made sense. <laughs> um. Doesn't say if she's Randy Couture's daughter. Oh, okay, well, her bio is very, very minimal. <laughs> Shocking. <clears throat> um, I would have liked to see overall some more monster, like, like individually 
what am I trying to say? Um, some like powers or like you know abilities related to that character. Yeah, there was some, but like very little. Like because Cyclops had like a laser eye. Yeah, was, and then Mummy had like an amulet that he used. Yeah, but I think that was that was pretty much no. it. Werewolf had the, the the howling jump thing. It wasn't really a power, though. Yeah, it was a super jump. And Swamp Gut had his slime. Oh, yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess that's Zombie true. didn't really need anything because he's a zombie. Frankenstein didn't need anything because there's nothing really attributed to him. You know what pissed me off was, uh, you know, obviously when they, they come out, when, when, the, when the characters would come out to the ring, they'd show their stats on the side of the ring, yeah. or side of the screen. It didn't say what was what. Huh? It didn't say what was what. Yeah, it did. It did? Yeah. I never saw it say, like, age, height, weight, or anything. It just had it numbers. It was just really small. Oh. Really small. Um, but, See, I watched that on a computer, so that might have been why. I probably couldn't tell. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, on Frankenstein, it said that he's, um, I, I can't remember exact, the exact wording they used, but it's like he said he's, there, he's kind of a zombie. Like, oh yeah, Frankenstein is not a fucking zombie. Here we go. He's a reanimated creation. He's not a fucking zombie. He wasn't brought to back to life by a virus. He wasn't brought back to by a curse. Nothing of that sort. God damn it, he wasn't bitten and infected. He's not a fucking zombie. It's okay, Tony. No, it's not. It's not okay. Breathe in, out. See what I have to deal with. And, and oh, the way, that, like, at, at one point, they're, um, like, these zombies sprout from the graves in, in, in the graveyard. I like that. That was that was cool. I liked that, yeah. But then they started coming after Frankenstein, and he just turns around and, and kind of growls at them. And, and they run away. Yeah, they start, yeah, sh- shuffling away. Yeah, that would Like, he has, like, some kind of command of them, like he's, like, the king of the zombies or something. And that just infuriated me even more. Yeah, that was dumb. What infuriated me more than that is that if you are a pro wrestling fan, you you know that having two matches with the same person in them, one right after the other, is a big no-no. And they did that, and it bugged me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, they did a, a relatively good job of... Um, Having the characters have like a certain fighting style relative to their character, um, yeah. But one thing I felt was kind of poorly executed was the zombie. Why? Well, because it's. I mean, we all know zombies as like these kind of brainless, shambling creatures, right? So you'd think they're like a fighting style would be them just kind of coming after you. Trying to scratch you, trying to bite at you. But he's and a trained tra- zombie. Huh? He's a trained zombie. Don't no, don't don't go down that rabbit hole. That's literally what he is. I know, but just don't. <laughs> you don't know what you're messing with. You're opening uh, a barrel of monkeys here, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. Like a, a zombie wouldn't punch and kick. Yeah, right. And that, that I mean, but, that's I actually mean, for what the I sake of the movie, you couldn't really have a zombie just shamble in there and come at somebody that would make for a terrible wrestling match wait well, maybe this movie could have used another six months of development <laughs> wait so if we go with the trained zombie idea it's like a Pavlov's dog kind of thing 
So he's training, and every time he does something good, he gets a reward, so brains or skin or whatever. What if it's kind of like that? Then you're implying that zombies can learn. No. I'm saying that it's a it's an automatic function. It, it's kind of like with, uh, with uh, ants and spiders, where they only go for food. But they can learn. Ants and spiders, well, spiders can't, but ants don't. They don't have brain capacity. Am I getting too sciency for 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 a for a zombie movie? Oh, I just think it's bullshit. Okay, <laughs> they're brain dead, right? But the only active part of their brain is the brain stem, which basically drives them to walk and eat. It's it's basic basic survival instincts, and if survival means you having to do something in order to get food, wouldn't but that still insinuates that they can learn. It's insinuating they have memory. Memory, yes. Okay, I'll I'll go with that. All right. Yeah, if zombies had memories, they wouldn't eat their family members. Boom. Didn't they do that in The Walking Dead earlier this season? No. No? No. There was a movie where a Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead. Bub that could learn. Okay. Which started the horseshit trend. Yeah. Okay, uh, regardless. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's press on. Um... There's a King Hippo reference. There's a King Hippo reference. That's what I was just gonna say. Was where I missed that? Yeah, they were, they were talking about Swamp Gut, and they like he was punching him in the gut, and he said like I haven't seen something like this since King Hippo back in '83. <laughs> and I wanted to see Little Mac. <laughs> you know, actually, I think I probably missed a lot of um, smaller. De- Thank you. It's the training montage. That was yes, glorious. Uh, I was going to do it while you talked, but then you stopped. So. I can't focus while you're doing that. Um, and now I lost my train of thought. Thanks, Dick. You're welcome. So, at the end, um, one of the characters comes back as a zombie. And for some reason, like all the zombies in this movie, zombie man and the zombies that come out of the grave, they're... Your stereotypical George Romero style zombies. Yeah, I mean, other than punching and kicking, mm-hmm. but they're like slow, shambling, groaning zombies. But this character gets bitten by a zombie, comes back at the end of the movie, and can talk. Yeah, he's like completely sentient. Yeah, and I'm gonna say this in a non-spoiler way: a certain zombie does not jackknife, power bomb anybody. <laughs> Yeah, that's not a spoiler at all. But that actually brings up another good point. I like the fact that they were actually using like real wrestling moves. Yeah, not as many as I not had as many hoped, hoped, though. I yeah. was hoping that... Yeah. I, I understand they, they were going to have four or five matches, and they weren't going to have you know each match be 10 or 15 minutes long like a real you know wrestling match. Yeah. But I wish that... I saw maybe two scoop slams, which is basically just a regular body slam. Right. I didn't, you know, I saw a couple clotheslines. I saw a couple, you know, elbows and, and, and you know, the splash from uh, Wolfman and whatnot. But it, I really wish that there would have been more, you know, as a wrestling match rather yeah. than just them fighting. Because then that means that it's just, just stay, you know, just stay. But they never, they never say wrestling. They say brawl, so I understand. It's true. I, I they kept saying professional sports. Yeah, professional sports. Yeah, professional sports. 
They never say wrestling. They're like, have you ever seen anything like this in the history of professional sports? Maybe because they didn't want a C and D from WWE. <laughs> well, then they would have said probably, sports entertainment. What? Then they would have said sports entertainment. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Vince McMahon owns the term wrestling. <laughs> <clears throat> Tony, um, do you remember the oddities? Or had you stopped watching wrestling by then? It doesn't sound familiar. Yeah. There was a, a guy named Kurgan. And he... Uh, he was like this big, big giant of a guy. He plays Frankenstein. He's, I, he looked familiar in the movie. To, to like, as far as I know, him and Kevin Nash are the only actual wrestlers in the movie. But well, so yeah, he he was a he was a WWE wrestler named Kurgan. I'm surprised that Kevin Nash didn't tear a quad on his way out. <laughs> Wait a minute, Kurgan? Kurgan? Kurgan, yeah. As in the Kurgan? I don't know. From Highlander. No, not at all. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm positive. Are you sure it wasn't Clancy Brown? Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah, like like I was saying about um, actual moves. Um, I think one one that stood out the most for me, and maybe we actually realized that they were actually using moves because just I kind of glazed over it, but when the, the the lady vampire did a bulldog. Yeah. That's it, what, the, the mummy used a sleeper hold, too. It wasn't a bulldog. It was a Chris Jericho bulldog. No, it was a face buster a la um, Scotty Too Hotty. Yeah. Is there a face I'm, buster between the legs? Sort of. It was, a, it was a Chris Jericho bulldog, is what it was. Yes. That's, but, that's what I've always thought, was a, thought of as a bulldog, because yeah. I know. Trish Bulldog, you got to do an actual Bulldog headlock, though, not just to, push the back of their head down. Yeah, that's like oh. a face buster, like a like a running face buster, one handed face buster. Got it. Okay. Well, still. when they started saying names of moves wrong, I started losing my shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dave Foley. What does he know about wrestling? Nothing. He's Canadian. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Consequently, so is Chris Jericho. There you go. He's from Winnipeg. And now you it idiot. Comes full circle. Huh? 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 And then the the winner of the whole thing gets gets this title belt, which is about three feet thick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with like the uh, WWE Spinner era plates, like the, the the shape of them are exactly the same as the the Spinner belt. Mm-hmm. But then there's like a different design, and there's like teeth or claws or something it on like, it, like rib bones. Yeah, that could be too. It looked very Flintstones. Yeah. Um, it looked like if you shook it, it would fall apart, though. Oh, totally. <laughs> uh, one thing that bugged me was, I feel like I got kind of, <clears throat> I mean, because, you know, Taylor, you know, and, and uh, but I'm just, I'm a huge special effects guy. I, I mean, practical effects mainly. Um, but uh, I felt like I got gypped on the werewolf transformation. Because in werewolf movies, that's like often my favorite part is watching the, trans- the transformation sequence, and that just didn't happen in this. Yeah, like he starts to transform, and then the camera goes behind a tree. By the time it comes back on the other side, he's already yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, have like, a feeling it wouldn't have been that good. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? I mean, maybe, maybe, we'll, we'll never know now. But Do you think that pre werewolf, the guy who played the werewolf? Do you think that he looked like Tommy from Power Rangers? A little bit. That was the Green Ranger, right? Green. I think it was the White Ranger. Same guy. 
Tommy? No, Tommy was the Green Ranger. You're Tommy was the White Ranger and then turned into the Green Ranger. No, by the way around. Anyway, the dude is now like... He's now an MMA fighter. Yeah, yes, he but And he, super Christian. The guy who played the werewolf looked a lot like him. He did, yeah. Yeah, um... He was the only one that was human once. That they showed. You know, what's funny Right, is, Zombie Man theoretically would have been a, a human at one point. But they never showed that, you're right. It's funny that the guy that played the werewolf, whose name... His name is R.J. Skinner, but the guy that played... Uh, the Cyclops, the Swampka, and Cyril Haggard, the the, the groundskeeper. Um, his name was. You're talking about the Jason David Frank, the guy that played Tommy. The guy that played Cyclops, Swampka, and Cyril Haggard. Um, his name was Jason David Brown. Huh. So it's just weird. Yeah, that, that was confusing to me at first because Do-do-do-do-do. I saw that guy. I knew I saw it. I'd seen Jason David something in the credits. So I'm like. No, that can't be Tommy. <laughs> I'm really surprised that since Jimmy Hart was in it, we didn't get like a Hulk Hogan reference. Oh no, there was in 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 one of the ad breaks. They were talking about how Hulk Hogan was going to wrestle a match on as like the it was on the bottom of the news scroller ticker thing. Oh, was it? I noticed yeah. that that ticker had a lot of like foreshadowing. Right. So I thought I thought that maybe. Maybe we would have either seen like Hulk Hogan come out and give a like a leg drop. God, <laughs> sure maybe he could have been the mummy and like give a leg drop and he turn into dust. <laughs> the, the mummy just undoes his bandages and it's Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> what you gonna do, brother? Get it? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm old. <laughs> um, how did I, was that ticker? Was that throughout the entire movie? No, no, no. no. It was during one of one during the, of the, the mummy. Uh, yeah, the mummy backstory news scene. Oh, okay. I, I, I guess I wasn't paying attention. Um, yeah, I feel like I missed a lot of like small details because I was watching this last night at like eleven o'clock, and like I actually fell asleep for like the last fifteen minutes. So I had to watch. Did this. you read? Oh, you did rewatch. Yeah, I had to watch the last like fifteen minutes this morning. The end is bullshit. Yeah, I felt so cheated. Do do do. Because that would have. Yeah, it's a total Rocky do, ending. Do, do. Yeah, and it, it, that would probably would have been the best match in the entire movie. Oh, definitely. And they fucking cheated us out of it. And it reminded me a lot of like when um, when when like, like Raw or SmackDown or even a pay per view will end, and it'll just be two superstars in the middle of the ring just staring each other down. And it's like, and then it, the broadcast ends. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um. It's yeah. like they try to give you a cliffhanger, but I really doubt Monster Brawl 2 is going to happen. Probably not. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? Every, I mean, I've seen both. I know you, you've... Whoa, shit. I know you've been to an event. I assume you've been to several. Um, you ever seen that? Actually, like, please. <laughs> Don't talk I've been to, to several this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but have you ever seen that happen at a show? I was actually just going to bring that up. It's really awkward, but usually what they'll do is is at the very end of the show, they'll do a dark match between the two, so it just doesn't end. So a dark match is a show that's not televised. Right, right, right. So it'll just just for the crowd. Yeah, like I, I know when I, I... I've been to three events, and that happened at one of them. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, after the broadcast ended, they just they started, like, just jobbing in the middle of the ring for, like, yeah, twenty seconds. It would be pretty funny to see these two guys eyeing each other down, and then one of them just kind of goes, slinks away. Just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's what that's what like when you're watching it at home, it's like, is that what happens? I mean, they just separate and walk away. It's like, okay, 
I'll catch you next week. Um, I'll see you at catering. Yeah. Oh, you know <laughs> what you did. Oh, you no, didn't they just, know. They just start uh, you know, swinging at each other, and then the refs come in and break it up like after like 20 seconds. <laughs> It's called a schmoz. It's called a schmoz. Schmoz? Technical term. Okay. Because he's from the business. Business. (laughs) Business. My name is Swamp Gutter. (laughs) I spit the slime. It's funny because he looks like Triple H. (laughs) Are we ready for ratings? Um, let me, let me check my notes here and see if there's anything you missed. Oh, I will say that the best, um, the best effect was one of the characters getting their head ripped open. That was yeah, cool. that was cool. That was a really. I was not expecting anything of that quality. Yeah, exactly. In this movie, um, and mean, it was fantastic. Although I, then, like, they took the top of his head and threw it on the ground, and it was like a bowl. It was just like, uh, hollowed out. <laughs> I didn't see that. No, the actual separation. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that was awesome. I would have been impressed with that in even a big budget movie. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I actually, no, I didn't have that on my notes, but it was on my mind. Um, you were always on my mind. Yeah, that. Um, yeah. I really liked this movie. I did too. Yeah. As. As a wrestling fan, it was exactly what I kind of expected. I'm like, oh, well, it's going to be monsters fighting each other. Mm-hmm. And that's always fun because it's kind of like the Marvel versus Capcom stuff that they've done in video games and stuff. So um, I, I really like that that concept. So I'll go ahead and give it like a 6.5 or 7. Which one? 7. Okay. 7. You? Oh, um... Well, like like Max, I, I really in, enjoyed this. I mean, it wasn't anything I was taking too seriously, obviously, but I, it was just, it was just fun. It was fun to watch, um, and like I mentioned before, I really liked the, the the idea and the concept of it being like a televised event, um, and uh, the only thing that the only thing is that I'm like really deducting like points for. Is that I just I didn't like the ending. I thought the ending was kind of a boner kill. Totally. Um, and uh, like I, I mentioned, I felt like I got kind of screwed out of watch, watching a cool werewolf transformation. Whether or not it would have been good, who knows? But I felt like they should have at least made the effort. Yeah. Um, and although I liked what they were trying to do. Like you mentioned, the Mortal Kombat type thing, or the the kind of the commentary that was the going voiceover, on. yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought that was kind of funny and kind of a good throwback, but at the same time, it's like, okay, am I watching a wrestling event or am I watching a video game? So I, it it wasn't that big of a deal, but it just like it kept throwing me off. So those things considered, um, I think I. I'm probably going to give it uh, a six. Um, like I said, for me, the concept of it being like a pay-per-view threw me off. I, I was expecting more of a backstory because it seemed like the movie just kind of started. And it was kind of like, here we go. Um, 
but I mean, I didn't dislike it, and uh, but the the I thought the voiceovers were unnecessary. Didn't really seem to fit the style. Uh, but overall, it it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I think I'm I'm gonna give it a four. That's I, I guess that's fair. I probably would have expected you to give it a little less. No, I mean it was it was still fun. It was still entertaining. I, I do wish there had been more wrestling moves. Yeah, like Max said, it, it seemed like it, most of the time it was more of a fight than a wrestling match. Yeah. Um. But no, it was it was still a fun movie. Yeah. Uh, so this is this is available on DVD, uh, and VOD, I believe. Amazon Instant Video. That's where I watched it. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, if it, it sounds interesting, I would check it out. Um, it's probably shouldn't be too hard to find. I don't think. No. I mean, I mean, it, it looks like it has a fairly good presence on the internet. Um, However, their Twitter hasn't tweeted since May 2013. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I tried to get them to tweet us ah. for the review, and I wasn't having any of it, or they weren't. It's not a lot of PR going on for it anymore. No. <laughs> um, Kevin Nash texting himself. Tearing a quad. <laughs> LOL. Thought he was dead. Wait, what? It's a CM Punk reference. Ah. Also, fuck you, CM Punk. Uh-oh. Gloves are coming <laughs> out. Gauntlet's being thrown down. <laughs> Hate you. That's that's Taylor's boy. No, I, I'm with Max on this one. He, he fucking... He bitched out. Really? Yeah, he, he walked out on WWE... Um, oh, he finally did it. Oh yeah, he did it a while like, ago. Like, like just walked out, and then in when they came to Chicago, they offered him to come back, and he never showed up. Oh, when Vince McMahon comes to your house with a bucket full of money, and you still say no, there's a problem. Fucking straight edge people, <laughs> right? I mean, what's with him not wanting money to you know do something he doesn't want to do? He's got a contract, all right? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, Regardless. But that's that's another podcast. Yeah. That's one of Max's other podcasts. That's Speaking true. of which, you want to throw out some plugs? Uh, where, where can people find you? Yeah, uh, you can find me at WrestleSubtitle on Twitter. You can also follow Wrestling With Subtitles on Facebook, facebook.com backslash Wrestling With Subtitles. Also, playtherestlinggame.com, wrestling game. Uh, is a fantastic text-based, uh, you know, you build up your character, you can, uh, you know, customize your moveset and all that, make your own finishers. We have uh, e-fetting and everything. It's really fun. Uh, so that's with the wrestlinggame.com, also facebook.com backslash the wrestling game. I also want to throw out one more uh, plug for Lucha Libre Volcanica, who is a local show. Uh, they're having a show at the University of Puget Sound on uh, March 29th, which is a Saturday, uh, 7 p.m. Uh, so go see El Phoenix and uh, the people from Lucha Libre Volcanica do their stuff. You can follow them on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Lucha Libre Volcanica. All right. That's it. <laughs> and as always, you can follow us on Twitter at grave underscore plot. You can find us on Facebook, uh, Grave Plot Podcast. And, of course, our website, graveplotpodcast.com. Make sure you subscribe to the show. And if you're listening on iTunes or Stitcher, 
leave us leave us a comment, leave us some feedback, and uh, you know, give us a rating. Let us know what you think. Yeah, uh, and actually, just had one one little quick bit of news that we actually missed in the horror business. Um, we talked about last episode uh, Jessica Cameron's new film uh, Utero. Uh, just she actually sent us an announcement that they have wrapped filming. Um, they are they're, everything's in the can. And so now I assume they're just going to go into post now uh, and and work on getting that out. So congratulations to them. Yeah. Um, so aside from that, I think that's going to be everything. Yep. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we've also got something special for you guys coming up. Um, maybe maybe in a couple of days, maybe in a week, but Pro- probably sometime next week. Yeah. We're we're yeah. We'll but figure it out. It'll but, be fun. You'll like it. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll give you a heads up when we know exactly when we're gonna when we're gonna put it out. But just keep ch- check our Twitter, check our Facebook, uh, keep an eye on our on our website, and uh, we'll we'll let, we'll let you know when it's coming. So until then, hasta la vista. Ho. Oh!